Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hey everyone, this is episode number 114 of the Classic Gaming Podcast. Today's date is October 16th, 2018. We're a little bit late, and I apologize for that. My name's Robert Ring, and with me is Jay Tataru. Hello, sir. What's new? Uh, I'll tell you what's new. Bowsette. Bowsette? I actually don't know this. What are you talking about? What? Wait. Have you not been on the... Have you not... Yo, is it a meme? Have you not been on the internet, uh, like, two weeks ago at all? Uh, No, I definitely have been. Type Bowsette? in type in Bowsette. And Oh uh, what the f- and go to go straight to images. Oh I saw this. I thought this was fans. It is. Oh okay. Okay. I thought this was like a fan thing. Okay. Uh it's a fan thing that like exploded and I don't know how you didn't know that. Uh, I saw I saw the pictures one day, but I just kind of scrolled past it and like not thinking anything. Sorry Robert, I don't objectify women. <laughs> 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 so, somebody made like a like a cartoon where Bowser basically turns himself into like a princess version of himself, a hot princess, uh, a hot princess, yeah, and uh, and it like went it went like wild for <laughs> like a week or so. Look, look at That's this. So funny. Look at this one. I don't even know. I don't even understand what this is. But uh, <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> Robert, why do you always find the weirdest shit on the internet? But, but you know what's what's even better about it? So like, in, instantly, trillions of people started drawing Bowsette in all sorts of fashions, and uh, <laughs> then like a week later, uh, Nintendo released a art of Super Mario Odyssey book or something along those lines, and uh, and it had. It wasn't Bowsette, but it was it, it had something extremely similar to Bowsette as like a concept as a concept uh, that that didn't end up making it into the game. That's crazy. Yeah, but this was uh, I can't believe you didn't see this because this was all over the place. For uh, it seems to have like gone away just about as quickly as it came up, but for for a solid week or maybe two, it was uh, Bowsette was was all over the place. Wow. Yeah, I did see it like one day. I remember seeing it and scrolling through and just kind of skipping over. Yeah, excuse me. Um, that's all I've been doing is is digging into the uh, Bowsette Rule Thirty Four pictures. Yeah. Real quick before we get on to news, unless you have anything else to uh to discuss, not related to the topic we were just on. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Before we get to news, I want to remind our listeners that later in the episode, we will decide on this quarter's game of the quarter. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. But you gotta you gotta wait with us because it's not coming up till later. Because we gotta go through emails, see what everybody. You're gonna on. suffer. All of you are gonna sorry in a good way. Sure, I'll go with that. Uh, you ready for news? You want to jump into it? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, tell us about the news, Jay. Mm, Paul Allen died. That was really sad. Pong. Paul Allen. Died. Oh shit! Yeah. Uh, damn, I didn't write really that sad. down. But yeah, that uh, that is it's that's kind of related. I mean. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's kind of, it's fairly related. Uh, yeah, I didn't even think to write that down, but yeah, it sucks. That was really sad to see. 65 the cancer, man, like Jesus. It yeah, I know. seems really so like, young in my mind. That's how old my dad is. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy when I, like, I, I think like 65 is pretty, my grandmother's, she's pushing late into her 80s right now. And yeah, I'm like, that's just crazy to think somebody died that young. Man, your grandmother's only 80? She's like 80 something, 80... It's like 84. Wow, that's still... My mom's just about to turn 60, so... Who? Your mom is? My mom. Mm -hmm. Huh. My grandmother... My grandparents were in their 80s when I was like... My teens, I think. What? How old were your parents when they had you? Like 27, I think. Something around there. Okay. I don't know. Whatever. No, I guess they were closer to... I guess they were closer to 30, actually. Yeah, I, I guess they did have, have yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah, they were a little, well, I don't there's anything wrong with that, I just, no, 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 like, no I, I don't think you're saying there's anything wrong with it. Uh, you hear that they're going to have the Vanilla WoW at BlizzCon? Yeah, it's not cool. When is BlizzCon? November 8th. Okay. November I'm, something, November 7th. I'm going to take off work and try it out. Oh, I just, are you really, are you going? Yeah. I no, 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 I'm going to play it from my house. <laughs> you, if you buy the virtual ticket, you can do it. <laughs> you can play it from your house. Oh, fuck that. I'm not going to travel the... God, no offense. I, I mean... Wait, wait, wait. So, are you going or are you not going? I am not going. I'm going to buy the virtual ticket, you fool. But you don't I'm actually get spend to... spend all that money. Just you don't actually it. get to play it from home. Yes, you do. If you if you buy the online ticket, you get to play it from home. Really? How? how? Yeah, 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 trust me. Because you can... Exactly. That's That was my question. Because they were like, oh, it's just a demo. So well, let's let's talk about this. Let's, you you fucking open Pandora's box here. I've been talking okay, so let me just this. clear. This is real, right? You're not just like shitting. Us. No, this is dead serious. If you okay. buy the virtual ticket, which I think is like thirty or forty dollars, okay. then you can play the demo of Vanilla WoW. But here's the funny part about it. So they, based on like the the interview that I saw, it, they acted like they weren't very far along with this project. That this was just like, hey, we're we're showing some progress on it. But the thing is, from what I was told. The issue, the reason that it's taken so long to do it, is they're having an issue syncing it with BattleNet, and it has to sync with BattleNet in order to sure. uh, be playable because they can't do subscriptions and microtransactions, and they can't do like the social media stuff without it. Well, I can't do so like anything that without BattleNet, right? But here's the thing: if you buy the virtual ticket, you can play it through the BattleNet downloader. So what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you guys really did find a way to sync it. What's going on here? So my, my thought on it right now is I think that they're doing it to try and see how popular it will be to determine how much resources they want to apply to it. Because if they open up this ticket thing and only like 15 people log on, they might go, okay, maybe this isn't as important as we thought it was and maybe push it back. But I don't know. I'm fucking hmm. going crazy skepticism all over the place. Um, Just waiting. That's a... Uh... You're 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 one of the people that are like really looking forward to this, right? Oh yeah, like, like a lot. Island. I mean, most of my friends are too, actually. I mean, and, and even my friends who who don't necessarily had like haven't played on any private servers, they're all waiting to play uh, vanilla with me when when it comes out. Like they're all playing retail right now. 
And a lot of them are really excited about it. They're, most of them aren't going to buy the demo though, just because they're not going to pay forty dollars. And it, it's only it's they said it's some of the most iconic leveling zones is what they said the starting zones, which means hmm. it's either level one to ten or one to six. I'm thinking one to six. And so everybody's going to get a shot. And I, I'm really nervous about it because it, this could go two ways. One, Blizzard it, uh, coded vanilla WoW into the BFA client. BFA is the current iteration of WoW, and that means I'm pissed because it's going to be just copy-pasted, not good. It's not going to be good. It's not going to be what, what I'm looking for. Or they are trying something new, and they're going to code it from the ground up, which is good, but it also means it's going to take a lot longer. So I'm really curious to see what it looks like when, when they actually show it. I wonder I'm how, super curious. I wonder how it can just not work with Battle.net. Like, that um, because it wasn't much. around during the... They had OG Battle.net. The new Battle.net is pretty hefty. Like it's It's got a lot of stuff to interact with social media, um, it has all the stuff with payments. With yeah, but they don't necessarily the have games. to use all that. I agree with you. That's but that I, from what I was told, that is what's holding it up. Like them actually coding the game is obviously going to take time, but them trying to get it to sync and connect with Battle.net, from what I was told, is what's is the biggest issue. But they, it has to. Like, right. and I understand why Blizzard wants to do it. They want to do microtransactions, and that's how they make money. That's how they make money off of WoW now. Is is not subscriptions. It's microtransactions. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they they, they have like. They have probably 60% of what they ever have had for subscriptions, and they're making more money than they ever have off of WoW because of microtransactions. Because they have like $60, $80 pets and $50 mounts, and you can instantly pay to level your character. Oh, yeah. They have like an instant leveling service. You can pay $60 to have your character leveled automatically by the system. And it's like all this chibi bullshit. And that's, I don't think they'll have the leveling thing for vanilla or classic. Mm -hmm. I'm actually really curious what they will have, but. I think they'll at least have like pets and stuff, like aesthetic stuff. Okay. Stuff rather. Like, I don't know. I'm really looking forward to it. I've been thinking about this a lot for the last, since I saw the announcement, which is funny. Here's the funniest part about it too. I was, it was like, I forget what day they announced. I think it was like a Thursday or Friday or something. I was like, man, I really want to play Vanilla WoW again because I just stopped playing retail. And I was like, ah, tomorrow I'll level a character. And I was like, okay. So I did research and figured out what character I wanted to play. I wake up the next morning. I'm leveling. I'm like level four. And my friend calls me. He's like, dude, did you see the news? I was like, no. He's like, they announced Vanilla WoW. I'm like, are you fucking serious? I just started leveling. Like, <laughs> you guys literally waited so long to talk about it, and now I finally started leveling. I was laughing so hard. Sweet. Yeah. Anyways, that's my rant for the night. All right. Cool. Um, yeah. All right. So other news. There's a special version of the Legend of Zelda on the Switch Classics. You know how they. How on the Switch online thing you can get, it, it comes with um, access to certain NES games. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It comes with like an NES library. Well, uh, they they have Legend of Zelda, and apparently they have a special version of Legend of Zelda where it's basically an easy version. I don't remember all the details, but basically you start off with the, the blue and white sword. That's, uh, you know, the, the one that you don't usually yeah, get until like way sec- later in the game. Isn't that it's the like, second tier? I think so, yeah. It's yeah. much stronger, and uh, I... Th- oh, what else was it? I don't remember. There's a, there's a couple other things that make it not, like, as prohibitively difficult as it as it is, you know, um, otherwise, if you're, you know, if you're not playing... Probably the, the ring for armor, or maybe some extra health, or maybe... Pro- I, would, I would think, yeah, probably extra health, uh, yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah, that's, that's just kind of kind of random and interesting, but that just was, like, they just, like, put that on there without even barely announcing it. Um, Konami, if you like Pitcross like I do, Konami has released uh, an iOS Pitcross game 
where you uh, all of the Picross puzzles that you do are pictures of classic uh, Konami game characters. So uh, I don't know if you're if you're interested in Picross, maybe maybe give that a shot. It was another kind of like just random thing that came out of nowhere. Uh, Command and Conquer. Did you know it's um it's 25th anniversary is coming up in 2020. Wow, yeah, that's right. Because Westwood was yeah, that's about right. Holy shit, I feel old. And apparently, they sort of just out of nowhere announced uh, one of their uh, one of their uh, like producers or somebody just randomly kind of announced on Reddit, "Hey, so you guys know we are doing a um." We're doing some some remasters of the classic Command and Conquer games for the 20th anniversary. Eh. So, what's that? What's what's this? Listen, I love Command and Conquer to death, but have you gone back and played a simple RTS since you played StarCraft 2? Yeah, I've gone back, you back and played. I've back. gone back and played fast Brood and War. No, 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 that's different. Okay, sorry. Other than StarCraft. My, my point is, if you go back and Age play like, Command and Conquer, Age of Empires 2 is also an exception. <laughs> I'm talking like... Okay, Command and Conquer is a prime example. Let's just stick with Command and Conquer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the the idea of the game is a little too simple, and you will destroy it. It will not be anything of a challenge after playing at the level of RTS that you played at StarCraft. Okay, I I believe that definitely. I I still it, it's think hard. it might be fun to go back and. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I would definitely definitely give it a shot because I love Command and Conquer. I played that Tiberian Sun, Red Alert, Red Alert Two, so many times. Yeah. I remember Command and Conquer One was interesting too. You know, it was. It was Command and Conquer One to me, and I don't know if maybe you know this was one of the first RTSs that I played, so I may have just not been playing it right. But I remember it being a lot slower paced. It's hard. Ones is it? it, it, What's funny is though it's simple, there are some really difficult levels because you you're restricted on how much. um, What's it called? What's your? What do you harvest? Oh, uh, harvesters harvest right. Yeah, I think it is just ore. I was trying to think of something more complicated. There's ore, but there then there's some lo- diamondy stuff that's worth the extra. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. It's like Tiberium, uh, I think. Tiberium. Oh, Tiber- yeah, Tiberian ore. That's exactly right. Hence the name Tiberian Sun. Uh, yeah, so the last level, I think it's of the Nod campaign. I want to say the Nod campaign okay. is so stupidly hard. You should try it sometime. No, just it? Like, yeah, it's you're, you're, you start off surrounded and you only have like you have very limited resources and it's funny. Like it's not a fun kind of difficult. It's just kind of stupid because you're completely surrounded, but it is really funny when you finally beat it. Cause you have to do so much janky shit just to beat it. <laughs> really? Like it's so funny how much stuff you have to do. Like <laughs> yeah, you pretty much have to BN, BM your opponent. Wow. Okay. Anyways, I would, that, that does sound pretty fun though. I don't know. Maybe right. I'll give it a shot. Next it's up. Old. Toys R Us is trying to make a comeback. Yeah, I saw that. You hear about that? They are they're they're basically like, hey, well, actually, now we're thinking about maybe we can salvage what's left, and yeah, it's because there's so going. much hype around it, and everybody was posting about it and stuff. I don't know if that's necessarily why. Really? Something, what else would it be? I don't know, but this comes okay. across to me as something that's been planned for for one this is reason or another. The second time they declared bankruptcy. Is it? Yeah, they declared bankruptcy in like 08 or 09 or whatever, and mm. whatever company did it completely fucked them over and stacked them with debt, apparently. I, saw, I, I read a little oh, bit Oh, I think that's it. the company that bought them. Yes, that's the company that bought yeah. them. That owns they they them pretty now. much got set up for failure because they, they had the amount of debt that they had. They, right. Like, unless they became the next Amazon, they would pretty much go under yeah. what I was reading. Just um, crazy. So they, apparently they're, they're trying to 
go back into business. Uh, really weird. I don't know what the end game is here, but I definitely don't think this is just a spur of the moment. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe we can do something. What, what can they really do in today's society? That's what I wonder. Like, I don't know. What You know what I mean? A lot of those types of stores, GameStop, I mean, we've heard we've all been holding our breath for GameStop to go under, but obviously it's not the same idea, but you know, like I think of these different retail outlets like that and I'm like what purpose do you serve today? I don't know. I in feel like I feel like there's room for a toy store still. I guess you have kids so you could speak more to this than I I can cuz I the last time I was there was for Pokemon cards and Well, the last year. time I was there was also a very long time ago, but that's just because Toys R Us in particular started really sucking. Sucking at what? Price? I remember the price. Uh it's price. like the stores, the stores were messy. They didn't have a lot of oh. cool stuff. They they were it was not you do not get the same feeling when you go when you went into a toy like in the last 15 or 20 years, you you would not get the same feeling going into a Toys R Us as you did, like, when we were little. It's just like... I remember going to EB Games a lot, too. Remember that place? Oh, I do. Yeah, I do remember that place. That place was really cool, also. It feels just like a, it felt really cheap going in there. And like I said, everything would just be messy. Stuff tossed all over the place. Like, even, like, the first... I remember, like, the one near me. You walk in, and, like, the first thing you see is, like, a big empty shelf with just, like, shit strewn all over the place. Jesus. It was really weird. Uh, they just didn't do a good job. And, you know, a lot of this is, you know, because they were, uh, presumably because they were, you know, just just uh, strapping a lot of debt to it and, yeah. you know, seemingly didn't uh, didn't really care. So that's, it's not surprising knowing what we know now. But yeah, it just wasn't a pleasant experience. But I think there's room for a good toy store because... You know, unlike really? unlike video games, you can't buy toys digitally. I mean, certainly you can buy them on the internet, but that's different yeah. from that's different from video games where you buy them on the internet and they are delivered through the internet, and you don't and you can sit at your computer and play them. You know, all, all in that one, all on your computer. Whereas physical toys, you gain a lot more from seeing them in person. I feel like from browsing them in, in person. Uh, and that kind of stuff. I disagree. I, I think in today's world, like, okay, let's talk about Carvana. Carvana is a company where you can literally buy a car online without ever seeing it, and it's delivered to your house. Yeah, but who I uses think that? They're doing really well. Have you seen their stock? No, I've never heard of them. I think it's a little fluffed right now, but I don't know. It. It's not for me. I would not buy a car without actually seeing it, but at the same time, who enjoys going to dealerships and dealing with dealers? Let's be real here. How often do you enjoy going to the dealership and getting abused for 45 minutes by some kid just to try and force you into a vehicle so they can get commissioned? That's true, but... but at the Not th- that a Toys R Us representative would do that, but I'm just saying I, I don't. I can understand when people are just buying stuff online. I can, and I buy plenty of like board games, for instance, online. But there, <laughs> there are some physical toys where it's like, I would really like to see this before I buy it based on you know the picture that the website is showing me. I don't know. I think with I think within time and with with improvements on websites, I could see the only way I could see toys toy stores really doing well would be for kids. Like if kids, for whatever reason, just really needed the physical idea of shopping or, or wanted to see the toys before they purchase them. But knowing kids, they're so impulsive that I don't even think they need it. Like they're just like, oh yeah, that's what I want, no matter what. And you're like, what? That thing's garbage. Doesn't matter. It's what I want. Well, if okay. they're if they're so impulsive, though, then that that. I don't want to spend a ton of time with it, but that bodes well for a physical toy store because you yeah, take them there so and they're like, I want that. 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 How about this? You, you buy their stock when they come back and uh, I won't. 
And we'll see which one of us. I'm not saying <laughs> Toys R Us is the answer. I'm saying there's room for, I think there's room for a good toy store. We'll, Interesting. We'll, we'll, I'll say that. Do you that's, think they'll declare bankruptcy within five years after if they if they end up rebranding? Actually, they're going to keep Toys R Us. They're would, not going to rebrand. They specifically I would think, said that. I would think yes, but who knows what their plan is. I'm curious. I'm excited. I, I'm not trying to be the Debbie Downer. I just don't see... In today's world, I think today's world is just crazy. It's a crazy world out there. All right. Uh, we all love Kingdom Hearts, right? Uh, okay. Cue back 16 <laughs> episodes. Uh, 16? I think it's like like 86. Yeah. Um, October 30th? That's two, That's exactly two weeks from today. On PS4, we get Kingdom Hearts, the story so far. Oh, I did hear about this. Um, this is likely because Kingdom Hearts 3 is on its way. Okay, this is what it comes with. You ready? I love the Kingdom Hearts, um, the titles of the Kingdom Hearts games. They are oh, so yeah. stupid. Yeah. All right, this is what it comes with. Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 and 2.5 Remix. Kingdom Hearts okay. Final Mix. Kingdom Hearts Re-Chain of Memories. Kingdom Hearts 30, 358 divided by two days. Yeah, you like that? <laughs> yeah. Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix. Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep Final Mix. Jesus, sounds like an emo band song list. <laughs> Everything about Kingdom Hearts is, is emo, so it makes sure. perfect sense. Kingdom Hearts Recoded. Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue. <laughs> Super duper, super duper Kingdom Hearts round two. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance HD. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 0.2 Birth by Sleep, A Fragmentary Passage. Oh, okay. You sold me. Kingdom Hearts. Now, I looked up this symbol. It looks like an X, um, but it's actually a Chi symbol. Kingdom Hearts Chi back cover. Which is a movie. Okay. This is I'm, I'm pasting you the symbol. That's the symbol right there. It looks like an X, but it goes. It's down a little bit lower, and it's got little curvies. I'm part of it. All right. So that's what you get with the Kingdom Hearts story so far. You can play all of those games in time for Kingdom Hearts three. How long yeah, do you think it? How long do you think it would take? By the way, did I say that I say that the Chi back cover is a is a movie? It's not actually a game. Uh, I'm already over this, so okay. uh, how long? Do no, you think, I would not play this. How long do you think it would take to be to play through all of these? Hundred, hundred plus hours, probably. Oh, f- dude, it would be at least three hundred. Mm-hmm. I would, I would think. I mean, the first one alone is like 30, 40 hours. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's that's all. So I'm yelling up here. All right, and finally, we got a couple of new things released on GOG. New stuff that has not been out uh, for for modern day computers. Indiana Jones and the Infernal Machine, which is a uh, not a point-and-click adventure game, but just a regular old kind of third-person adventure game. And also the uh, Soldier of Fortune games. Did you ever play those? Oh, yeah. I love Soldier of Fortune. I never played those. Were those were they, were they any good back in the day? No, okay. They, they weren't like the best at the time of that, oh, shit, of that style, but they were fun. Okay. So those are... Pretty good, but not bad. That stuff's on GOG now. Hey, now, question for you. Yeah. Did you enjoy the third Indiana Jones, the one with Shia LaBeouf? Um, I, no, not really. I didn't want... Okay. okay. I didn't see it. Well, that's the fourth one, by the way. Oh, it's the fourth one? Sorry. Yeah. yeah. But I, I didn't see it in the theater. I just randomly watched it over at my dad's house one day. 
And uh, no, I I pretty much I, I wasn't paying super close attention to it, but the but from what I watched, my opinion was pretty much the same as everybody else's, which is like this is kind of dumb. okay. I'm glad I, I I was curious what the like the popular opinion was because I, I oh yeah the- everybody hates it. Okay, good. Because I watched it at the gym, and, I, and people always talk very positively of Indiana Jones, no. and I was like, "Is this what people are talking about?" <laughs> no. Wait, have you bad. have you never seen any other Indiana Jones movies? I've seen parts of them, but it's never really interested me at all. Like, it's, you know, it's never caught my eye. I'm kind of the same way, honestly. Uh, I are never. You, I felt. I thought yeah. you were a huge fan for some reason. No, not really. I I appreciate mm-hmm. them, um, but I my favorite one is. Uh, oh gosh, which there's um, the Temple of Doom, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and. What's the other one is my favorite one. I can't even think of the damn name. Isn't Raiders the one that's generally Raiders? Well-liked? Yes, that's Raiders of the Lost Ark is the most famous ones. Is the most famous one. Is that the one with the Nazis? That's the one with the Nazis. Yeah, and I've that's seen memes of it. It's uh the Last Crusade is the uh is the other one. That one was was always my favorite because there's this kind of crazy sequence at the end that like I saw when I was really little and it just sort of stuck with me. But okay. you know, I'm just not a. I appreciate the movies, and I appreciate that they are good movies. But I just they don't really uh, they just don't really speak to me. I guess I just don't. I never really loved them. Gotcha. I, for some reason, I thought you were just a hardcore Indiana Jones fan. No, not really. I um, you know, I never really liked stuff that had to do with um, like archaeology adventures or you know jungle adventures and stuff like okay. that i always lean more into science fiction and to some degree fantasy but especially science fiction type stuff and stuff like indiana jones it's just not the uh just not like the setting that i that i really ever gotcha. loved i'm i'm impressed and i'm much happy <laughs> much happier <laughs> okay yeah. uh why don't you can you let's let's move on to games do you mind going first sure. So for this episode of the podcast, I played F Zero for the Super Nintendo. Oh shit! Um, I thought I thought you'd like this. I thought you'd like this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this originally came out in North America in 1991, and this is a racing style game for, like I said, the Super Famicom or the Super Nintendo. And I have not played this game since the 90s. I mean, it's been that long since I actually have played F Zero, and. I was super impressed with a couple things. Uh, the first thing is the music. The music in this game is, it's so good. And it's funny, I know, obviously I know a lot of these iconic soundtracks from either, uh, from different different games or even from uh, the level in Super Smash Brothers. And so when I first started hearing the tracks, I was like, man, I already know this, even though I've never, I haven't heard this in so long. Mm-hmm. And my God, the soundtracks are so Oh catchy. my gosh. It's got one of the best soundtracks ever of any game. Oh yeah, without question. And it's got, it's so interesting because it sounds so Super Nintendo, which it's kind of an odd thing to say, but it has that, that tone that Super Nintendo, that unique tone that Super Nintendo had. Um, and it's, I, it's so enjoyable and it, it makes me think of a lot of other soundtracks that I really like from Super Nintendo. But obviously, it has you know, the the unique elements that F Zero brings to it, and the music itself is really good. I thought the sound effects were okay, and some of them were kind of annoying. <laughs> um, you, you know, like the one that is constantly going. It's your. It's, I guess it's kind of like your engine making noises, and it it uh, gets higher pitched oh, when you're right. going faster. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sure, yeah, that. got a little tired of that after a while. Uh, especially when, when you get up to higher speeds, it's not too bad because, like I said, the pitch gets a little bit higher and it becomes a little, a little more, a little bit more mundane. Mm-hmm. But when you first, when I first started playing, I was like, "Whoa, the sound is way too high." And then I turned on the sound, but I was like, "Ooh, but I want to hear the music." <laughs> and yeah. so I had to kind of, kind of find a good balance for it. 
But uh, the idea of the game, if anybody hasn't played it, it's a racing game you're playing or you're, you're driving a hover car. And there is a story mode. And then there's also kind of like a skirmish. You can just kind of test things out on different maps. Um, there's different difficulties you can Wait, do. To skirmish? The, yeah, where you can just do like blanket races. Oh, okay. You, okay, yeah. You mean like, okay, I got it. Skirmish yeah, typically like means a, some sort of combat. Oh, but I, oh, I, yeah, I, see, I, right. I get what you're saying. Uh, what would you call it? Just kind of like a non-story? Uh, I would call it like a like a... Like a one-track race, like a single race, okay. like a non-season um, type, non-circuit. Just a you, you get what I'm saying. I get you. And so, obviously, the idea of the game is to get first place, and as you do, you progress on to further levels. And there's like six or eight tracks you can you can play through. Six or eight? Is that many? I think there might be a little bit so. more than that. Because aren't there aren't there three circuits that each have like four or so? or something like that are, they, are there unique levels in each one i thought there were some oh, no. that could be wrong. uh i think some of them do go to the same level but the but the tracks vary a little bit Ah, okay uh and actually kind of brings up another uh, the next topic which is the different maps so originally when i when i started playing i uh didn't really interact with some of the mechanics and i had to slowly kind of remember certain certain ones so the, you one of the mechanics in the game is you do have a health bar and if your health bar, so you want to obviously keep your health bar, your power level is what they call it, your power, your power bar. And you want to try and keep that up, obviously. And so when you get back to the beginning of a lap, uh, there's usually an area you can drive to that's a little bit off the course, almost like a pit stop area where you can you can drive through and you're, you slowly get healed from it. And at first, I didn't know about this, and I, I mistakenly found out about it, which was kind of interesting when I first got to it. <laughs> you didn't know it? No, that's I was funny. like driving through. Like, I what's it was that like a shit? Power, yeah, because I was trying all the exactly. I was trying all the different things because there's like certain area where you can get uh, movement speed. Because there's two mechanics: you can accelerate and then you can boost. And you get boosts from these uh, from these objects that you get on the ground. And then I think you get up to three charges from it. And so I was interacting with different mechanics, and then I found the healing, which was actually really really nice in certain instances. Uh, but the idea of the game is you just drive as fast as you want. You're going hundreds of miles per hour, which is kind of cool. You can get up to like, I, I think the highest I got to was like 600, but I think you can get way higher if you uh, time your boosts accordingly. Um, and then obviously if you're going too fast, you'll drift off the course and you'll slow down a lot and you'll lose momentum and ultimately lose the race. So the idea is you use your boosts on straightaways and then the rest of the time you're just kind of accelerating and making um, really smart turns. AI, when you when you turn up the difficulty, doesn't necessarily get more aggressive or more interesting. They just get faster and they do things a little bit cleaner. Mm-hmm. But I did really enjoy just completely plowing into AI and pushing them off the course when <laughs> you know you're at that final turn and you're like, oh, I can win this. I just have to nail them, and you just punt them right into the the awkward edges, and then they slow down. You're like, yes, I got this. Yeah, some, some clutch clutch victories, if you will. Um, I'm trying to think what else. What, what about are there, what though? about the well? There's the um. There's those one. There's those little things on some tracks that are like magnetic. You know what I'm talking about? They suck you oh, in yeah, and then yeah, they yeah. damage you if you hit them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I was pretty good about avoiding those. It, was, it wasn't until I totally screwed up that I ended up getting hit by one. I'm trying to think. Yeah, there's that. There's like the bumpy edges. There's like uh, rocks or whatever they're, they are. They're like bumpy edges um, that if you drive over. And then I did notice if you are going super, if you're going, there's a certain speed I hit where. You, it's very difficult to control your character. It's really hard to make sharp turns, which is kind of interesting. Um, um, you might have already said this, but did you did you say that how when you use your boost, then it uses up uh, your power bar? 
So like you have less health. You know what's funny? I actually didn't even notice that. I thought I was just taking damage throughout the course. I thought it just used the the uh, S charges at the bottom right. Oh, that's maybe so you funny. know what? I, I may be getting that confused actually with a different F zero. There's, I remember the F zero and GameCube does that. I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe uh, it doesn't do that in that one. I can't remember now. Uh, I'm reading. I'm reading right now to see if if there is something. Which car did you use? Uh, the, the pink one. <laughs> oh, uh, Samurai Gordo? That's his name, right? Yeah. 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 I always go for Captain uh, Falcon, just because Cap- I love Captain slips Falcon. Slips on magnets to pull you off. Uh, doesn't say... Okay, then I'm, I may be wrong about that. Okay. Captain yeah, Falcon... Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't sure. Uh, Captain Falcon is one of three Amiibos that I own. <laughs> Oh really? Oh, there's 15 tracks. Okay, you're right. Okay. So they are unique. They're just they're the same worlds, but different different aspects of it. That makes sense though. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, some of the soundtracks are crazy good. Now, obviously, I guess we didn't say this yet, but you hinted at it right there. This is the game that Captain Falcon's from. If anybody hasn't is you know under a rock at this point. <laughs> um, if you played Captain Falcon in Super Smash Brothers, which is actually funny enough, I didn't even know he was from F Zero for the longest time after playing. Oh, Smash did you Brothers. not? Nah. You, I, play, I just you played this growing up, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what's so funny. But I just didn't <laughs> put funny. two and two together. That's great. Uh, what do you think of like the little random cars that just show up all throughout the tracks, all throughout the races? It totally threw me off. I was like, all right, I'm gonna get first. <laughs> Wait, what the? F-? Yeah, there's. It, it's so funny because you're like, okay, I'm in second place. All I have to do is pass this guy, and then you pass him, and you're like, the fuck? Why didn't I get a? Why didn't I get a rank? Uh, move up in ranks, and then you're like, all oh, right, random cars. And sometimes you get a couple in a row. So funny. I do you know what those are? I always thought that they were there to make it feel like there were more people racing i thought you were just lapping your opponents no like that that's that's where my head went. the little shitty cars are just they just show up randomly and um they so what funny. it feels like is that there's this random cars driving around on this track while you guys are racing but i think what it's supposed to be it's i think it's supposed to make you I think it's supposed to make it feel like there are a bunch more people racing than just the four. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I, I think you're right with that. It's just funny because they, they constantly show up and you're like, yeah, oh, it was really weird. So many people. Yeah. Okay. Is that all you got this time? Yeah, I think so. I don't think there's anything else to really say about it. That's a, uh, well, I mean, that's the only game you played. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah that uh, F zero. That is a classic. I absolutely love oh, this yeah. game. It's a gem. It's a definite gem. It's so much fun. And then, like, just on top of everything, the cars look so cool, and then the music just tops everything off amazingly. True. Well. The music really makes it. Like, if you if I play this game on mute, it would not be nearly as enjoyable. No, hell yeah. What about on hell yeah. Mute City? Oh! Oh! Robert just referenced one of the maps from the game. Hell yeah, I did. Hell yeah. Okay. Okay. Do you want to hear about the games that I played? I mean, you know it, dog. I'm trying to think about which one to start off with. Let's go with... Oh, okay, let's do this one. Let's start off with Mega Man X. Ooh. Yeah, this is a Super Nintendo game. Came out in 1993. Very beloved game. Everybody seems to love Mega Man X. I, I don't believe I've ever heard anybody say anything negative about it. Or at least negative overall about it. I uh, I have this on the SNES Classic, and I decided to finally play it because basically SNES drunk convinced me to finally play it. It's <laughs> like, why have you? 
he was like, I was like, yeah, I played Mega Man two and I liked it, but I never really, I never got around to playing Mega Man X. This was like a year ago. And he was like, why the fuck dude? So I, I was like, all right, I'll put it on the list and finally, finally got around to playing it. So Snest Drunk, this one's for you. If you're listening, uh, everybody loves Mega Man X. It is, uh, you know, it's a, it feels very much just like any other classic Mega Man game. You, uh, the mechanics are the same. The controls feel the same. You, uh, the, 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 the difficulty is, well, we'll talk about the difficulty in a little bit, but it, the whole, the whole game is set up the same way where you get to pick which level to, to go to. You have to destroy, you have to kill like, you know, eight robots, eight robot bosses. And then after that, you go to kind of a, uh, a final boss stage that is pretty elaborate and takes, I wouldn't say half the game, but, oh, geez, maybe half the game. <laughs> close close to half, if not half of it, once you defeat the, the eight robot masters. Um, the only, really the only, uh, oh, okay, and of course, whenever you beat a robot master, you gain their powers. So uh, you can switch to, you get, you get different weapons whenever you beat one of them. It so. adds a lot of strategy to it, or... Yeah, it does. Um, because beating, because having certain power ups will um, will help against certain other robot masters. Some of the bosses are incredibly difficult to beat if you don't have the right weapon to beat them with. And in fact, in fact, there was one that I'm pretty sure is impossible if you don't have the right one. That's a, a Spark Mandrel. Is this is this monkey basically, and uh, he? If you don't have the freeze weapon that you get from Chill Penguin, I I think it's actually impossible to beat him because he first of all he kills you in if you have full health then he kills you in two or three hits depending on what he hits you with, uh, and he does this charge thing that where it's very difficult to dodge but even if you do dodge it you can jump on the wall. And then like jump off of it, but almost always he moves to where you end up hitting him on the way down. So it's like basically impossible to dodge some of his attacks. So the freeze weapon, uh, you know, of course freezes him and also does damage. And that's, I tried him so many times and I'm convinced that you can't beat him. I, I'm sure somebody can prove me wrong, but I could not beat him without uh, the freeze weapon. I, and I tried many times. Watch some kids speed run without getting hit once. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Um, and so there are others like that where maybe not to that same degree where it's, you know, impossible, but very, very difficult. Some of them, if you don't have the right weapon, but then if you do get the right weapon, then it becomes like very, very easy. Like it really swings things. If you have the, if you're fighting the right boss with the right weapon. Uh, the only, they did add a couple of mechanics to this one, at least from since Mega Man two. So I don't know if maybe these had appeared earlier in the series, but uh, the only other one that I have to compare it to is Mega Man 2. So there are wall jumps where you can just jump, you know, up up a wall, basically. You you stick to a wall and you can jump. And then you don't have to necessarily jump, like, back and forth between two walls. You can, like, wall jump on the same wall. And also there's a, a dash move. Pretty simple. Uh, the game looks awesome. It feels good. It's got a bunch of cool bosses. I love the, the, the boss names. Spark Mandrel, Chill Penguin. My favorite is yeah. La- my favorite is Launch Octopus. <laughs> That's just such a cool boss name. I think um, one, one, one of my favorites, probably. And uh, so the so the the levels themselves, um, really for the most part, aren't too tough. 
It's it's the bosses that start to become hard, and then the final boss levels after them are are tough. And I'll talk about those in a second. But uh, the, the the levels leading up to the bosses, I didn't think were all that hard for the most part. Um, however, so I can. It sounds like you've played this. Have have you you've, you've played? Yeah, this? not in a long time. Okay. Once you beat the all the eight robot masters, and you go to the uh, final levels of the game, which are the boss levels, which are basically it, go, it goes back and forth between you playing through very difficult levels and then fighting new bosses, fighting mini bosses, and fighting all of the previous bosses as well. Before you get to the final boss, as you go through these levels, you do go through every single uh, of the previous bosses once again. But also, while doing so, you uh, you encounter, I don't know, three or four new bosses along the way that you also have to beat. These levels are fucking hard. <laughs> I dare say maybe the hard... And I'm not... I haven't played... You know, I'm not a Super Nintendo expert who's played the entire library... I'm sure you can point to plenty of more difficult games than this. For me, this may be the the hardest Super Nintendo game I've played. Wow. Um, like I said... Not surprising me the Mega Man game. Let's be real here. Yeah. <laughs> Those games are fucking hard. Yeah, th- and this is one of them for sure. Again, the, the leading... But before you get to the final boss levels, uh, some of the Robot Masters are very hard, but... If you then go back and beat some others and get the right power-ups and then go back and fight them again, none of them are that tough. But man, <laughs> if I did not have if I did not have save states when I was playing this game, there's no way in a hundred oh, fucking years. Yeah. Oh my god. Holy shit. I, I would not ever have been able to beat in this game to, to have beaten this game. Um Some of the bosses <laughs> near the end, I must have tried 20 or more times and that's just sitting there and being able to reset i was gonna say without having to re-clear the level with, and oh my exactly gosh. yeah Limited lives i there are probably one or two like the the dog for instance that's near the end that i probably tried it like 30 times or more to beat jeez holy shit and then there's even even the levels themselves leading up to the bosses are fucking hard there's one where you have to where it's vertical. You get to this part where it's just vertical and there's a wall on each side and you have to wall jump your way up to the top. But while you're fucking wall jumping, there are bad guys going up and down the wall as well as bad guys floating around and flying back and forth. So you have to, it's, I mean, like, you, like yeah, you get it. Like just hearing that, you understand how difficult it is. Yeah, I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Exactly. It is ridiculous and then there are platforms that you have to jump on but there are guys with these chain things with like a big mace ball at the end that are that are swinging them at you and they also have shields so you have to shoot them exactly right to be able to kill them before you can jump onto these ledges it's fucking ridiculous like the 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 people who made this are fucking masochists uh (laughs) or or i I take it they're sadists rather i'm getting my terms confused the people who made this game are fucking sadists because I don't know how they could expect anybody to get past most of these levels, you know, back using a Super Nintendo, which obviously didn't have save states. 
the final boss is pretty fucking ridiculous. He's extremely hard as well. Although, although funnily, like the final for like the final, uh, yeah, the final form of the final boss is not is not quite as hard as his uh, as his first one. First, you fight his dog. Then he's got. The, then you fight the the boss, which is basically this guy with a lightsaber. And uh, if you learn his pattern, he's actually his second form is actually fairly easy as well. And then the final form is is tough, but not nearly as tough as like some of the shit that you have to go through to get to him. Like some of those levels, <laughs> like fighting his dog. And also, there's this part where there's just like there's one boss that's like a vehicle. He's not one of the original bosses that you have to refight. He's a boss that that only shows up in the final stages. And it's like this tank basically that has a dragon head on top of it, and it like the dragon head like separates. It moves up, and the tank tries to drive into you, and if you jump on the wall, then the dragon head tries to drive into you, and then sometimes they go together, and sometimes they separate, and then they sometimes they shoot this big ball of electricity at you. It's fucking ridiculous as well. That and the dog were the two hardest ones for me. Um, I, I did finally beat the game, but like like I said, I, I in a hundred years, I would not have been able to beat this game without save states. That's crazy. It was fucking tough. Um, overall... I actually didn't think this really lived up to the hype. Uh, oh. it, it is it is cool. It is a cool game. It's a good. It's a very good game. But I didn't get the same sense of awesomeness as I do from Mega Man Two. <laughs> I think it's maybe because the soundtrack is good, but it's not like fucking amazing like Mega Man Two's is. And then uh, like the insane difficulty. It's like it doesn't have as an an amazingly awesome soundtrack, and then it has this insane difficulty, which which kind of turned me off. Which so I I would say that yeah I like this game, but it definitely didn't live up to to what I had heard so many people like as good as I had heard so many people say it is. Sure. I would say I definitely like Mega Man Two better than this game, and, and from from what I gather, most people seem to 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 really prefer this one from what I can tell. Man. As somebody who doesn't follow Mega Man too much, I, I agree with you. I think. I think oh, do you really? Yeah, I, I think so. I, I'm not not that I uh, not that I like two over X. It's just that a lot of people talk speak very highly of X. Oh, you're saying that you think that most people like Mega Man X better? Yeah. Okay. I, 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 gotcha. Personally, I don't really have a opinion. I don't have enough. You know, I haven't played them enough to uh, to make an opinion. Okay. Well, there's Mega Man X. I got two more. If you're willing oh. to listen. I'm gonna Welcome save. To I'm gonna save the best for last. Next, we're gonna go to Tecmo Bowl oh, for man. NES 19. 19- oh my god! I love this game. <laughs> 1987. I love the cutscenes when you score. <laughs> yeah, like the the jumping up high five. Yeah, fucking hot ass cheerleaders. Ooh. Oh yeah. Get um, isn't it nuts that this came out in '87? It's before I was born. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. Put that in context here, boys. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That was really funny. Um, so, Tecmobile, football game, Nintendo. Um, basically, this was the football game on Nintendo. There were, oh, yeah. I mean, there were, I know there was at least one other, but this was like the game to have, which it's funny. I never owned this. I only, this is another one of those Really? Like, must-have games that I ever, never had. I only played at friends' houses. Um, 
And of course, like the whole the whole thing about Tecmo Bowl is that the way it's it's not really a typical football game, even though it was basically the only one for Nintendo. It was it was weird in that um, the way it works is you have a a few plays that you can pick from in, on the NES Paper, version. Scissors. Yeah, on the NES version, there are <laughs> there are four plays that you can pick from. I think on the Super Nintendo version, they maybe had oh shit. I think on the Super Nintendo one, they maybe had more than four, but I don't remember for sure. Yeah, I think you're right. I, th- I believe that is correct, actually. Okay. Um, and so there are four plays that you can pick from. However, there's only one. There are no defensive plays to pick. The the way that the uh, that you choose defense is you try to um, guess which play the offense is going to pick, and you try to select the same one. And, uh, yep, and, and, the, and, the way, <laughs> and that's it. And the way you select plays, there's not like a selection box. So you, so you can't see what the other person is doing. It's like to select this play, press up and a, and to press, select this one, press down and a, or up and B or down and B. And that's how you pick which one you want to pick. Uh, if you're on defense. To help conceal it from each other from. Huh? Like you're I think the idea behind that was to conceal it. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like that's, yeah that's, that's, all, hands. yeah. That's what I'm saying. And, uh, so. If you're on defense, then then all you're trying to do is guess which play the offense is picked. So you're gonna so you just try to select the same one that you think they're gonna pick. If you pick the same play that the offense picks, you automatically sack them. There's no way for them to gain any yards if you do. It essentially like makes it impossible to do it. Like it literally does make it impossible for you to gain yards in any way. You automatically get sacked. Um I was never really a huge fan of Tecmo Bowl, honestly, really? when I was oh, little. Man. And playing it now, I feel exactly the same way as I did back then. I did not really like it. Um, wow. It's a very simple game. Like, don't get me wrong. No, yeah. It's a simple game. It, it, I will say that the controls do feel pretty good while you're, you know, when you're in a play and you're running uh. or passing or doing whatever. The controls do feel good. It's, it's, it's responsive and all. It's fun to look at. It's fun to watch, but like the whole concept, like the whole base of the game, which is this essentially this this play picking process, yeah, kind of ruins it. Kind of yeah, it's, it's paper rock scissors. It kind of ruins it for me, um, <laughs> because for for there are a few reasons. One being is it turns into paper rock scissors. It takes a lot of the strategy out of the game. Um, there's a twenty five percent chance that you're just going to get stuffed. Every play. Is there four plays in the NES one? I there, thought there was just three. No, there's four. Okay, I remember that wrong. Okay. Um, every so every play, there's a one in four chance that you're just going to get stuffed, and there's nothing that's there's literally nothing you can do about it. You also can't I mean, get good. You <laughs> you also can't do normal tactics of of like, you know, in in real football, if it's third and one, then you're probably going to just try to run it up the middle. Everybody knows that you're going to try to run it up the middle. The defense knows that you're going to try to run it up the middle. They're going to try to defend against that, but it's just one yard. So it's like, well, we can probably just get at least one yard. So we're going to do it anyway and see what happens. You can't do stuff like that in this game because if they guess which play you're you're doing, if they say, oh, it's third and one, he's going to try to run it up the middle. Let's do the run it up the middle defense. Um, Then you literally cannot get just one or two yards. You will get, you will get stuffed every 100% of the time. Uh, I like the 49ers. The 49ers only have one running play. So they have three passing plays and one running play. So you that essentially means that you're stuck with not being allowed to do the smart thing on short yardage situations. Um, 
also if you do play correctly if you it will i say that correctly if you do um pick a play that the other player does not uh anticipate then you're essentially guaranteed to make yardage every single time um if uh, the the one exception is if you throw into coverage if you throw to a guy that's not open then in my experience literally 100% of the time they will intercept the ball um there's not like oh there's this guy there's a guy kind of close to him maybe he'll catch it it's it's no this guy's either open or he's not if he's not open yeah they're going to fucking intercept it you're going to have 20 interceptions in a game so I, I got screwed by that whole bunch because the, the buttons are a little bit backwards from what I expected. I expected, uh, oh gosh, I don't even remember now. You know, either A, there's A and B, of course, and one of them changes the person that you're going to pass to and the other one passes the ball. And I always, whatever one does which, I, I forget which, I always expected it to be the opposite way around. So I would hit one button trying to switch players and it would pass to the one that was selected and it was a guy being covered, and again, a hundred percent of the time they would intercept it. Um, so yeah, overall, I just feel like it takes a like basically all of the skill out of football games. Whether if if, if it's a person that's not being covered, they will catch it one hundred percent of the time. You will gain yards a hundred percent of the time, unless you literally just run backwards. If you're running the ball and they did not pick the running play that that you picked, then you a hundred percent of the time will gain yards. It's it's as simple as that. Um, so yeah, I, I really didn't really like it. How do you feel about tech mobile? Uh, one thing you forgot to mention is the injuries, uh, injuries were fucking rampant in this game. So if you're playing a season, Um, I don't know, I don't don't know if I ever even encountered any injuries. Yeah. So like sometimes your players will get uh, injured and they're out and (laughs) oh my gosh, it was brutal sometimes because Actually, actually, I have no idea if it actually impacted the game whatsoever. Uh, this is a this is a childhood favorite of mine. I have no idea if this is a good game. I just played it a ton. <laughs> really great story Everybody about this. So my, da- my dad and his older brother always played this game against each other very competitively when he'd come out. And uh, my dad's brother didn't have a regular Nintendo, so he couldn't practice when he was back at home. So one time he <laughs> well, tried to come over. Well, good thing you don't need over. to practice on this game. <laughs> well, at that time, we didn't really know that. So, I got you. you. Know, um, but uh, one time he came out early. He was supposed to fly in on like a Friday. He came, comes in on a Thursday so he could get there early so he could start practicing before my dad gets home from work. Well, funny enough, my dad was actually home from work that day. So my, my dad's brother comes, come, flies in. He comes to our house via taxi. You know, he's downstairs playing. Downstairs comes my dad. The fuck are you doing? Oh, what the fuck are you doing home? Oh, I was practicing. This <laughs> is really awkward thing. They're just laughing about it. And since then, whenever my dad and his, his whenever they have competitions, he always, you know, he's always like, "Oh, are you going to cheat this time?" <laughs> <laughs> nice, so funny, classic. Uh, Tekken Super Bowl is a is a favorite for mine. I I don't know if it's a good game. Um, I love the sound effects. I love the touchdown noises. Um, I love the ridiculousness of the game, the cutscenes when you score, the injuries were just stupid. It's just, it's just one of those games that is just all over the place. You know, I, I will say, I, I will say that if I was playing this with a friend, I could see it being fun. Oh, yeah, it's so, yeah, it is not a fun game to play by yourself. Not at all. It's a fun game to play with other people. I can just see, like, you getting pissed at each other, like, based on, you know, not whether, yeah, not whether you're playing well, but whether you're, like... You know, just tricking the other person 
into not picking the same defense of the play that you're picking. That's all it comes down to. I also love the um, I love the fumble noise. The What's fumble the fumble? Sound effect. What's the fumble sound effect? Oh, just YouTube. It's such a, it, it, it has such unique sound effects to it that I hear them. Like if you played the the uh, fumble noise, I would. I'm pretty sure I'd be able to identify it. What about? Do you remember the um, uh, the the like the music that it plays during plays? Um, not during plays, but I remember when the touchdowns happen during the play. So so this is the way. This is what the game sounds like when you. First of all, when you, it's hilarious. I'm glad you, I'm glad you started talking about sounds because I, I didn't really think about that. But when you line up and everybody's on the line, then the quarterback just starts going, hot, 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 oh, hot, yeah. hot, oh, hot, yeah. hot. <laughs> <laughs> And he keeps doing it until you hike the ball. <laughs> uh, I forgot about that. <laughs> and then he hikes it and the music, dun little little ling 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 there's no, it's hilarious because it's like it's, it feels like Benny Hill because the music doesn't start until everybody starts running around all over the place, you know. <laughs> so every single time, what, 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 what? We gotta play this. Next oh time. yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's funny. I'm talking myself into liking it now. Almost. <laughs> just, it just, it's just it's not a great game, but no. it is a fun game, and there are certain things about it that are just. I don't know. It's a very it's a very nostalgic game for me. I I don't think. Oh, I think it is for many free. people. Yeah. Yeah. All right. There's Tickmable. Um. I'm curious what you say for last, my friend. <laughs> All right. Here. Here we go. In the 1980s, there was a band. Uh, called I I don't tell me I'm not sure if you would have ever heard of this band, but they they were pretty big in the 80s. They were called In Excess. Okay, they were so the they it's in excess, but it's spelled I N X S. Okay, like all caps, all caps I N X S. Um, this was like the ultimate VH1 band is the best way that I can think to describe them. They're not like eighties like hard rock, but they're 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 eighties rock without like the hard. Okay, if that makes any sense. Okay, just think VH1. They were the epitome of VH1, basically. Okay. Um, in 1992, there was a Sega CD series called Make My Video, where they had, I believe there were three of these, based on, each of them based on a band, and you made music videos for songs by that band. Uh, the bands that they did that with were Crisscross. Oh jeez! Um, <laughs> what, what's their famous song? Jump uh, around, jump, and I miss the bus. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm and I'm and I'm pretty sad. I'm almost kind of well. I would say yes. I'm sad that I didn't do that one. They did one for Crisscross, Marky Mark, and oh. <laughs> and in ex- oh. and in excess. <laughs> so I played in excess. Make my video for Sega CD. Um, <laughs> this I never. I'm very curious where this is going right now. I've never played any of these games. Um, growing up, just a second. I'm looking up to see. I'm looking up a little info on NXS about the the album that this one is based off of. Uh, I never played any of these games growing up. Um, and <laughs> I don't remember what made me think of this, but this came up somehow. And um, 
I saw, I heard something on it about it or saw something about it or something like that. And I was just like, you know what? I have to play. I have to go back and play this game. I have to go back and see what in excess, um, <laughs> make my music videos like. So the, the, the game is based on their album. Welcome to wherever you are. By the way, I used to be an in excess fan when I was little. Um, they are kind of going to cut that out later, aren't you? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. I'm probably will cut that out. So there's no more evidence of that. I did used to like them. Um, I definitely don't really care for them anymore. Uh, if I went back and listened to them as I was listening to some of their, their songs, I was like, okay, this one's, I was like, oh yeah, this one's pretty cool. Let's listen to some others. Uh, the rest of them, I was like, uh, yeah, I'm not. 80s has a very not really feeling to it. It does, and there's plenty of '80s stuff that I do still like, but but not this. You just have to kind of, you just kind of have to listen to it to, to see what I'm saying. I really don't know how to describe it, but uh, okay. so so the so in excess, make my video. It's based on their album "Welcome to Wherever You Are." There are three songs, and the, as far as I can tell, um, all three of these make my video games. Or for for each artist that they did it for, they they picked three songs that they that that you can make videos for. The uh, the three songs from Welcome to Wherever You Are that you can make them that you can do videos for are Heaven Sent, Baby Don't Cry, and Not Enough Time. Speaking <laughs> <laughs> my language now. So <laughs> so you so you start the game. And there's like you, it's like uh, so it's FMV. The 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 whole game okay. is is full Makes motion sense. video. Uh, and so it when it starts off, you're you're looking at the scene in a bar, and there are these girls playing pool in a bar, and they're like sitting there playing a pool, and in excess like uh, is playing. It's there's, there's like an in excess video playing on the TV in the bar, and they're looking to listen to listening to it while they're playing pool, and some other girls walk up. And they like slam a VHS tape down the pool table, and they go, "Put on Megadeth." And then the girls, the girls playing pool, they're like, "No, we're not changing." They say something like, "We're not changing this until somebody makes the ultimate in excess music video." And then, and then like the fucking these eighties surfer guys come in. And start talking, and they are basically Bill, like a shitty version of Bill and Ted, more or less. <laughs> and they're just there, like, almost, like not even for any reason, really. They, they, all they do is they, uh, they talk to the girls some. They tell you, like, after you make videos, what they think of them. And I didn't realize this while I was playing, but I was reading it afterward. If you just let stuff, if you let people keep, anytime you can interrupt them and, and start doing the, uh, like start making a video. But, mm -hmm. um, if you let them like talk and stuff, they'll tell you like, oh dude, you should put some of like fucking like some books, like some, uh, like a library in this, uh, video. And whenever you, uh, like start it, whatever, like the last guy said you should do, that's what it grades you on is whether you did what that person said you should do. <laughs> Okay, so if the girl's like, oh, you know, I like music with, I like music videos that have this and that, you got to make sure to include that in the video or else you're going to get a bad grade on the video. So whenever you hit 
start to play a video. Um, they, it's, it's like, what it does is it plays the song. You, you get to pick which song you're making a music video for. <clears throat> it plays the song. And in real time, you have to edit the video while the song is playing. There's no pausing or rewinding. <laughs> yeah, or anything like that. You are doing this 100% on the fly in real time. What you do is there are, there's there's like a main screen that shows you what your video looks like right now. Then okay. beneath that, there are three smaller boxes that each have video playing on them. <clears throat> and you can pick which of those videos to be like, to be the music video. Do you, you get, you get on what I'm saying? Sure. So for instance, beneath it, one, one video will always have just a video of, of like the band playing music of the band playing the song. Then the other two videos typically have kind of just like random shit that you would kind of see tossed in a music video that doesn't really make sense or mean anything, but it's just like, Oh, wouldn't this look cool if we had like this classic cartoon of this goofy guy walking around or like, here's a, sh- here's a clip of, of two people like, I don't know, driving a car or, you know, just like, just like completely random stuff that you would see in a music video. As it's playing, you you just you can like select any one of those and change to one of them to make that be what's playing on the music video. So you're doing that, and then also there are a bunch of filters on the left side of the screen. You can go up and down and scroll through like a sh- not not a shitload, like probably about a dozen different filters to add to the video. So you can make it all yellow, or you can just add a red filter and everything's red, or you can distort everything or make everything mosaic or or kind of like cut it in the middle to where the top part is a mirror of the bottom part, sort of. Is this fun at all? No. <laughs> okay. I, I was really curious if you're going to be like, and then... <laughs> and it was fucking awesome. Choosing yeah. whether choosing whether the video is black and white, or just all red, or in color, or it's pixelated real bad, or it's zoomed in, or it's slow-mo, or, you know, that's... that's this is the type of stuff that you're picking, right? Right. That that I'm saying right now. Okay. That's that's what you're doing. You're picking which one of the scenes to be showing on the video and flipping through all these little filters to to make them look different. And then you finish, and everybody tells you how terrible your video is. So is it supposed to be cool? Like I guess I'm not understanding the appeal of this. Uh, thing. yeah, I think it's supposed to be cool. I think like the girls playing pool and all that are supposed to be cool. I think the like the extremely stereotypical like surfer bro dudes are supposed to be like comedic relief kind of. Okay. Um I think you're supposed to be like, Oh shit, I made a badass fucking in excess video just now. Okay. Um, on board. <laughs> but like one time I I didn't I never successfully made a video that they liked. Uh wow. Did you not listen to the suggestions, Robert? What the fuck? <laughs> I guess it tells you what to do. One of them, I after I um, finished it and I was waiting to hear like what they said. It was the surfer guy asking to go. Um, he goes, "This is how bad it was, bro. It was this bad. Watch this." And he go and he turns to one of the girls and he goes, "Hey, you're a sweet pastry. Let me put some sugar on those buns." <laughs> Okay, first of all, now I want sugary treats. Second of all, that is not the horse pickup line I've ever heard. 
I've heard some dog shit ones, my friend. And then she like punches him or something like that. And he's like, that's how bad it was. It was like a punch in the face. Is that, is that, is that I guess. I, I guess. I guess so. I'm confused, Robert. I need you to explain this to me. How do I pick up chicks? I need to play this game. Tell me. Tell me your secrets. I don't know. I did see that on, um, I was watching somebody, I was watching a playthrough of somebody else because I just was interested in like seeing what happens if you do a good job. Okay. <clears throat> so I found some videos of people doing it. And there's one where like one of the girls is like, she says, if you make a good video, I'll wear a whipped cream bikini. And, um, the guy did it and then it go and it cuts back to her and she's wearing a whipped cream bikini, but it's like, well, they actually did it. They, they actually did it, but it's a hundred percent. Just a real bikini that's covered up with whipped cream. Okay. Okay. See, this is why I'm so disappointed. After all that work, I'm gonna we um, get what we want. No, after. <laughs> yeah, I bought this. I was like, I never played one of these. I bet this is. I bet this will be funny. Um, I don't know. It was. It was funny. I'd be mean, like funny in the sense that like we get to laugh at it, not 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 laugh ah, with okay, it. Okay, I got you. Um, I'm glad I played it, but no, I, <laughs> this is not a good game. So there's, that's the game that I'm most proud of for playing this, this evening. You really did save the best for last. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's put some sugar on those buns and talk about our top fives. Cool. Yeah, so for this week, we did, with the PS1 Classic being announced, we are doing our top fives around the five games that we'd want, we want to see on this. I, I, um, I tried not to include any obvious ones, or, you know, honestly, I thought of this, like, if this was to actually come out and I wanted to buy it, these are the five games that I would want to see right now, because I didn't want to pick the same five games we always talk about for this console, and <laughs> you know, honestly, a lot of them don't really interest me right now. So. Wow. Yeah, I want to take a little, little little different detour if possible for once. So does that mean that like your favorite game of all time is not on your list? <clears throat> Correct. Damn, why don't you go ahead and why don't you go ahead and shout it out then? Sure. Uh, Final Fantasy I'm gonna say Kingdom Hearts. Final Fantasy <laughs> Tactics. Um I did not include Tactics or Seven just because they're obvious and well, seven I is seven, hold on real quick. We did say um let's not include the ones that they already announced and that's seven. Sorry, you cut out. What did you say? I was saying we did say to not include ones that they've already announced, and seven was one that they already announced, so that one was was a no go, anyways. Yeah, uh, oh, I'm glad that that was the case. But yeah, was, Final yeah, Fantasy I just, Tactics. I was just like, eh, we talked about this. I'm still surprised that you that you resisted adding Final Fantasy Tactics, though. It is an amazing game. Don't get me wrong. It's just and in a, in a real not. life in a real life scenario, you would this would be on your list, right? Um. I don't know, actually, because I play, I want to try some games that maybe would be more interesting to play on the console. Okay, okay, okay. I don't I know. I, I, I mean, it is an amazing game. I've played it so many times. I'll be honest with you. I think I really enjoy the PSP version the most because of the added cutscenes and the change of dialogue and, and certain things okay. that they did that I would actually probably prefer the PSP version to the uh, original one. Wow. Yeah. All right. Fantastic so- game, though. Before we start, the games that we excluded are the the five out of the twenty. They've only they've only announced five of the games that are going to be on it, so we decided to exclude those from these lists. Those five games. Actually, I I didn't even remember this. The five are. I didn't include them. They're Final Fantasy VII, Tekken Three, Ridge Racer Type Four, 
Um, jumping Flash and Wild Arms. Oh, man. Wild Arms. Good series. Okay. All right. Um, so why don't you go first? Number five. What would you put on uh, What do I want to say for number five? I, so, again, I looked at this list and said, what five games would I want to play right now that I would want to be on this system? Uh, number five would probably be Spyro. Um, oh, I want wow. to include one collectathon from the the PS1 series. I think I'd probably go with Year of the Dragon because that's the most well-rounded and enjoyable game, and it has a lot of the more puzzly mechanics that make Spyro such a fun series. So I'm gonna say number five, Spyro: Year of the Dragon. Okay, cool. I'm I my my number five was a tough one. There were like three or four, including Final Fantasy Tactics, that I wanted to include here, <clears throat> but ultimately. I think this is a tough be, list. There's a lot of really interesting games that I want to tough, play. It's tough, yeah. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with uh, Vagrant Story. Mm, that's a good one. That is such a unique uh, style of game. Yeah, it was really cool. It was a really cool game. The, the one that I'm leaving yeah. off, the, the other one besides Final Fantasy Tactics, the other one that I couldn't decide for this spot, well, there were two, but one of them is very closely related to another one, so I don't want to spoil it, but uh, Jet Moto. I really wanted mm. that one to be on here. It was like a... Uh, way like a um a wave runner yeah, racing game. game, and uh, I used to love that game. It was a really good racing game, but I think Vagrant Story. I do remember enjoying it. Yeah, I think Vagrant Story is more interesting. Um, and I would like to I, that one would be a little bit harder of a pull for for me. It would be a little bit more pull to to get me into this because uh, it was an. Interesting I think game. if they, I think if they brought up Vagrant Story for this console, it would really make pe- a lot of people question why they why they haven't tried another game like that style. It is such oh, yeah. a, a different style of game. It probably wouldn't do well in today's world, but I mean, for the last Vagrant Story came out in what two, early two thousands. For them, I, I guess they no. I think it was yeah, no, it was, know, it was definitely it was like ninety. Oh, was it that old? Ninety eight or ninety nine? Something wow. like that. See, I didn't even know that. Anything else? Oh no, it was it was two thousand. This is, it says it's two thousand. Okay. Um. Well, yeah, I got, I got some more, but I think it's your turn first. No, I mean, do anything else on that? Oh, no, 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 just, just Vagrant Story. Uh, number number four for me would be Final Fantasy IX. Uh, Final Fantasy IX, I actually think, is an incredible game. I think it is actually very comparable to Final Fantasy VII in terms of the having all this random stuff you can do in the world. There's a very completionist mentality you can do to spend a lot of time playing this game. Um, I think the story is actually pretty decent. The combat is a little bit improved in comparison to that of Final Fantasy VII. I think it's an all-around <laughs> really great game, and I would love to give this game a one a real shot. And not being on my computer allows me to really give it a, a true shot, and not just you know kind of play it, but not really get into it. I, I think I think Final Fantasy IX is, is a great game, and I think it would. I think a lot of people really enjoy VII because it was their first real RPG, and it really sucked them in. But I think a lot of people who enjoyed seven would also really enjoy nine if they haven't played it. Interesting. All right, my number four is Resident Evil. Oh yeah, I'm glad you put this on there. Yeah, I, I didn't love the game, but it's a it's a good game, and I feel like it definitely it needs. To oh, be it definitely there. deserves it. You talking about two or one? One. <clears throat> I mean, okay. I would I would like I would I would like two to be on there as well. But I, but you if I mean you got to go with the one if if nothing else. I would probably put two on there over one personally. I think two is a better game. So if you could only have one or the other, you would skip one. I think so. Wow. I don't know. It'd be a tough call. Two is a really fun game. They're they're both. I mean, they both have their their ups and downs. Okay. All right. Number four or number 
Number three, Intelligent Cube. I talked about this game recently for the oh, podcast, yeah. and man, it, it made me want to play this game again. This is <laughs> a really unique puzzle game where you're playing as this guy, and you're on this platform that's made out of bricks that are all the same size, and it's a puzzle game. And outside of the platform you're on, there's nothing. It's just empty space. So if you fall off, you die. And the puzzle, the idea of the game is you use this specific elements to eliminate these blocks because they're rolling towards you. If you're too slow or you make a mistake, uh, then the blocks roll over you and you fall off the edge. And, and it, it's just a really fun puzzle game. And certain things about it, like the, the voice, there's like this godlike voice that comments when you're doing this. So if you die, like you, you goof and the blocks move too quick and you get rolled off, it just goes again and the blocks fall and you have to start over. And it's just... <laughs> It's a really unique game, and it it's not super difficult. It does get faster and faster, but it, it's just all around a really fun game that I think is one of those must not must includes, but should include um, on one of these these lists of twenty that would be one of those games that people would jump into play for a little bit and then maybe go into something that's a little bit more extensive. That game, I remember you talking about this. <laughs> really interesting. It's fun. It's a really fun game. Again. <laughs> All right, number three, Twisted Metal. Oh, thank you. God, you're such a god. I, <laughs> I almost included this, but I didn't. I'm so glad you did. Wait, one or two? I mean, again, I, I think I, I remember liking two better, but but you got to go with the original. Same with Resident, yeah. same as Resident Evil. You got to have the original. Wasn't Axel only in two? The guy with the he was not arm. in. He was not in one. I'm pretty sure he was in two. Yeah, I think so. Um, it was my my main. Uh, yeah, I, I would hope that they would. I would like for them both to be on there. But if you, if you only have one, then I would want the original God, even though it was such a fun game yeah it was yeah it was so much fun awesome multiplayer awesome game all around all the cars were interesting story too which is so weird because most of it's just written yeah pretty much a pretty interesting story and I, this was one of the games that uh that i got when i got my playstation and i remember being blown away so, by all the different cars you could pick from i was like oh they're all so awesome and there's so many of them that was uh Anyway, it was the like monster trucks, the best one. The, yeah, but like I remember, you could I I got so much time out of it because once I got once I played for a little while, then there were still like a trillion. Well, not, you know, there were still like ten other cars that were all awesome. That that you know, there wasn't like there were maybe like one or two that that weren't that cool, but all of them were like really cool in their own way. So uh, it was always fun to like switch and play as something different because there were so many like cool options to choose from. Yeah, and this is like a battle royale type game, but you're driving vehicles, and all the vehicles are different characters that have different abilities. Mm -hmm. On top of that, the maps maps have destructible <laughs> objects that you can get into more secrets to find more ammo for like your missiles or your your power ups. Um, and also, like the main story of the game, if I remember correctly, is you, everybody's competing in this in this this tournament, and the winner gets a wish. I think, yeah, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. Yeah. Yep. And so their backstories are all what they're going to wish for, and a lot of them yeah. are really fucked up. Like these these are not you know your your this is not a happy environment. This is like no 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 just terrifying stuff. Really good game though. Oh, I'm yeah. so glad you put this on there. I took it off. It, it was one of my one of my honorable mentions. Oh wow, this was uh this is like a this is an absolute no brainer for me. Yeah. Uh, number two, CTR, also known as Crash Team Racing. Uh, this is the <laughs> Diddy Kong Racing of the Crash Bandicoot world. This is such a fun game. And I've spent countless hours playing this game, single player or, or double, or uh, excuse me, for, or co-op. I, I think it's a co-op, if I'm not mistaken, but there's a multiplayer aspect to it. You play the different Crash characters. Some are fast, some are slow, some are a little bit more durable. Um, you collect Wampa Fruit to go faster. There's different objects, just like in like Mario Kart, that you can damage each other with. And it's just a really fun game. And even the single player is pretty fun. 
And again, it's got that kind of excitement of collecting, collecting. it's a collect-a-thon um, in a racing universe, but whereas as you're collecting through things, you unlock further levels just like Diddy Kong Racing. And Oh man, I've never beaten this game, but I, I've, I've definitely invested a lot of time into it. Yeah, I've heard you talk about it before. You, you make it sound pretty good. Fun game, fun game. All right, number two, Driver. Oh man. <laughs> good, good, good. This, the, the driving just felt so good in this game, and... I remember it being a pretty tough game at parts, but it was always really fun. And then it also had a, it wasn't like free drive mode, but it was, it was basically, um, where it was basically survival where a tons of cops are chasing you and you're seeing how long you can last. And, uh, you could get into some crazy wrecks doing that or, and cause the cops to do crazy wrecks. Cause they would just fly at you full force. <laughs> even, <laughs> even if you're on the other side of a hill, they would race to the hill as fast as they fucking could and then just go flying over you. And it was awesome to do that and watch the replays. Oh man, I just I I would I actually hope to play this game for the podcast soon because I was thinking about it recently. I was like, damn, that was a really fun game. I want to play it again. Cool. Alright, number one. Number one. Um, hopefully not a huge surprise, but Dino Crisis 2. I oh, wow. really enjoyed the play through this game. This, this is another game that I think a lot of, not a lot of people, I would think that not everybody has played this game and a lot of people would really enjoy this game. This is a really fun game where you're just grinding dinosaurs for credits to buy stuff, to progress through this. It's got the controls of Resident Evil, but it's a lot more grindy and you get to fight a lot more. Is it like an RPG? And, yeah, right. <clears throat> well, right. I mean, talking, literally, it's very similar to the controls of, of that, what do you call it? Almost like tank. Uh, tank controls. You know what I'm talking about? No, yeah, I know, yeah, I, yeah. I know what you're talking okay. about. But but you, you're what, what? What do you mean by it's grindy? Oh, because you can grind monsters. You can grind dinosaurs to get more powerful weapons. But you oh, can because okay. you get credits for every kill. So you'll find air tougher areas where you find like Tyrannosaurus Rex or pterodactyls, and you can actually grind through because you can repeat zones over and over and over. And every time, I think you go like if you go two zones away, then that zone respawns. And so you're just kind of grinding your way through, getting extra items, becoming more powerful. And it's just a really fun game. And obviously you're shooting dinosaurs and you get big ass weapons and it's just a really, really enjoyable game. And yeah, it's, it does get repetitive at times. And you know, the, the tank trolls do become kind of frustrating and you get hit at times when you really feel like you shouldn't because you just kind of miss micro because of how ridiculous the controls are, but it's a very fun game. And I would definitely recommend it to anybody who hasn't played it before. I had a ton of fun the last time I played this. Cool. I, I hope to get around to that one sometime. Yeah, you got it. Got it, got it, got it. All right. Um, where do I go? Oh, here we go. Number one, you can see this one coming. Middle Gear Solid. Yeah. I don't even have anything. I don't even have to say anything about it. Just all I will say is that I think it gets overlooked because of how awesome and crazy the rest of the Metal Gear games are. Um, this one kind of, this one started off, you know, it wasn't the first Metal Gear game. Of course, it was the first, it was the first Metal Gear Solid game, which was kind of, a whole different slant on everything. And this game was really kind of revolutionary for its time. And I think that gets, that gets overlooked because of, uh, you know, the, how, how crazy the rest of the games got, but this one was pretty crazy too, but it was also the first to be like that. And, uh, I think it a hundred percent deserves a spot on, uh, on the PlayStation classic. Yeah, I, I think it's one of those iconic games that that should be included for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think I think a good number of people would buy this system just to play this game. To be honest with you, mm -hmm. um, honorable mentions: Parasite Eve, 
great series, really fun game, similar to Dino Crisis in the, the idea that you can grind a lot and get a bunch of different items, if I remember correctly. I have not played this game in a long time, but I did rent it numerous times, and I really enjoyed it. I actually will probably play either the first or second one uh, for the podcast here in the near future. Brave Fantasy Musashi, I talked about that. I've played this for the podcast before. Really fun game, very cartoony, kind of odd, very unique type game. Um, a little frustrating at times because it's kind of difficult to figure out where to go, but one of those games that you kind of, kind of you have to play at some point just to just to kind of say that you have. Uh, Medal of Honor One. Medal of Honor One is is not a great game by any means, but you really get a sense of what they were trying to do, and certain aspects of it are pretty fun. The graphics are atrocious, but uh, just you know, pretty decent game. And then obviously Tony Hawk Pro Skater One or Two. Oh my gosh, what a fun game! What a what a great start to a series. Wait, were those on think- PlayStation One? Yeah, the first I believe the oh, first wow. one. Was. Okay. I know the, that's what I thought. I was like I was like, "Oh, I know the I, the third one is the one that I played the most, which was for the PS2." And I was like, "Oh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater. There was there was yeah, a bunch right. of BMX that's, games too." You're right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. It kind of surprised me, but um yeah, great series, really great series. Uh the first and second ones were not amazing. The second one was 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 light years ahead of the first one for sure. Uh but all around just super super fun game. Uh and that's all I have. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Do you have any honorable mentions? Um, Jet Moto, like I said, Twisted Metal 2. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think it would have... I'm sure there's more worth forgetting, by the way. This is one that I don't love, but I think you kind of got to include Parappa the Rapper. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> That's, uh... Those would be mine. Cool. Oh, and Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh, yeah. I mean, we- come on. Come on. God. All right. Next episode, let's do the one that somebody suggested, I think, last time. Top five games that you own that you have not played. Or, well, you said this one would be tough for you, didn't you? That would be tough for me. Yeah, I don't own a lot of games anymore. I really don't. I There are not many. I, I could take a look, but most of the games that I own that I haven't played or haven't really given a real shot are probably outside the podcast. They're like 2007, 8, 9. Well, this is what you do. Buy five games, then just then you have five games that you haven't played. You mean pull a Robert Ring? <laughs> yeah, got him. Um, okay, well, okay, we can do something else then. Um, yeah, sorry, that would be a little bit tough for me. I just I am very big in emulations, obviously. We could do sim slash management games. Top five, yeah. So like Theme Hospital, Roller Coaster Tycoon. Yeah, don't give it. Don't spoil. I'm just spitting verbs, dude. I'm just dropping spitting bombs. Verbs. We could do children's games. I'd be okay with either of the two. Those two. I think I could pull it off. Top five might be hard for simulation games, though. I, really? Ah, what other simulation games are there? Well, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to start listening. Uh, just give me some examples, you taint. I'm not going to steal your Think of all the games now. that have sim in the title. I can think of one. I'm kidding. I think of two. Uh, I, 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 I could do some research. I can make this happen. I could definitely pull off three for sure. Five might be a little bit tough. Five might be forced. You can do. I bet you. I think you can do it. Let's. Let's. I'm gonna challenge I'll do some research. you. To All do right. It. Let's do it. All right. So top. Okay. We may have even done this before. I'm not sure. But anyway, top five. So. Uh, sim slash sim and or management games. Question: Would you consider <clears throat> Dungeon Keeper a simulation? I think so. Yeah. That's. It's kind of a hybrid. I would say yes. <clears throat> Creatures need a bigger layer, Robert. Yeah, I know. I've been told a thousand. Now I want to play that game. Why am I talking about this? <laughs> God damn it! All right, 
So next top five, top five sim or management games. Let's move on to emails. Oh my gosh. Discord updated their terms of service. Um, by the way, once again, we will, uh, I'm going to be tallying votes for our next game of the quarter, uh, as, as they, as we read the votes through emails, the, uh, uh. the candidates, the nominees for game of the quarter are Giants, Citizen Kabuto, Wing Commander Armada, Double Dragon, Gabriel Knight, Sins of the Fathers, which is the first Gabriel Knight game. The Elder Scrolls Arena, which is the very first ever Elder Scrolls game, and Star Wars Jedi Knight Dark Forces 2. Here is cool. the first email, which is from Father Beast. There you go. All right. Let me zoom in on this. Make the font as big as possible for my blind ass. <clears throat> All right, Father Beast says, Hi, Father Beast here. Okay, so I did play Quest for Glory, but I'm afraid that this mail will get there too late for the podcast. No worries. Love to hear your opinion on it. Uh, maybe I was too busy playing Secret of Monkey Island with the DOS Games Club. You Hell guys yeah! Out, you guys should check out that podcast, DOS Games Club, uh, DOSGameClub.com. Okay. Um, I played the VGA remake. I wasn't willing to face the text parser. Uh, the first thing I realized is that this game is full of jokes and often doesn't take itself seriously. The town of Spielberg, really? And the Baron's <laughs> yeah. name is Stefan, Stefan of Spielberg. Uh, then you start by seeing other <laughs> oh, things. Oh, I never like, got that. That's that's pretty good. Okay. What is that referencing, actually? I don't know. Stefan, like Steven Spielberg. Ah. There you go. Yeah. I like it. Clever. Uh, then you start seeing other things, like the mounted Antwerp on the wall of the Heroes Guild, which was killed by the two guys from Andromeda. Things kept popping up throughout the game, uh, like when I ran into a creature called Cheetar. A what? <laughs> oh, all I can say is that the Cheetars never prosper, at least wow. when they come up against my sword. Um, I chose to play a warrior since I recognized the three choices as being roughly the same as those in the original Diablo. And the warrior was the easiest to do when I started the game. So I had zero sneaking, climbing, lockpicking, and magic. The zero climbing turned out to be a bother since if you have zero points, you can never learn it, no matter how much you practice. Not being able to climb ended up being a bother, but there was generally another way to deal with it. Uh, being that this is a hybrid adventure RPG game, this game doesn't kill you as gleefully as most Sierra games do, but I still did die from putting a foot in the wrong place, such as trying to walk past the bear or following the glint in the alley. But most of the time, I would be killed in battle. I didn't bother trying to learn to parry, dodge, and thrust. Uh, excuse me. I didn't bother trying to learn the parry, dodge, thrust routine. And every time in battle, just click the swing button until the battle was over. <laughs> yep. Uh, right. Yeah, that's how I did it too. Um, I never lost a battle because I lost all my hit points. Uh, I always lost by running out of stamina. <laughs> exactly. I remember us talking about this quite a bit. Uh, so I learned early on to keep an eye on the stamina and use the menu option for the rest for 10 or 30 minutes whenever I was getting low. Uh, when I first started, I went out of town and looked around and ended up being stuck outside for the night. Uh, that was pretty harrowing as I didn't want to lie on the ground and wake up dead. So I just walk around and rest a lot. After that, 
I started cheating since I wanted to know where this place called Aranas, uh, Aranas Peace was. So I printed out a map and used the UHS hints, which are like Inviscules? Inviscules? Inviscules. I don't... Inviscules. It's some sort of clue system, I assume, but I've never heard of an Inviscule. Yeah, neither have I. Uh, wherever I would, or whenever I would get stuck. I got into a routine where I would spend the night in Arana's Peace and head to the healers with a double handful of flowers to sell and then up to the castle to clean the stables and train with the weapon master. I got pretty good at fighting pretty quick and soon had sold enough Cheetar Claws to buy myself the better armor. After that, I had so much money, I didn't know what to do with it. I almost never used healing potions, so that wasn't sucking up my money. Huh. I slept and ate at Arana's Peace, so didn't spend money that way either. Uh, the puzzles were pretty satisfying to do and often led to, hu to humorous moments. I did have to look up how to get the green fur, the spitting seed, and the fairy dust, but I figured out the storm giant, the gate uh, at Baba Yaga's, and the mandrake route myself. Even the stuff I had to look up didn't seem unfair to me. He definitely got farther than we did. Oh yeah, for sure. Holy shit. Um, then I got to the point where I had to rescue the Baron's son, but couldn't figure out how to continue. I had to look up more detailed walkthrough to figure out what to do next. It turned out uh, that I should have fought the fought the guys I had seen at the target range south of town. I had picked up the note and watched them at the range and eavesdropped on them and watched them leave. Apparently, the only way to get through the door behind the Antwerp, if you don't have lockpicking or magic, is to take the key from the bandit at the range. Since I didn't attack them, I had lost out. And was in one of the, those famous Sierra games. Oh, that sucks. Um, and had been for oh, some time without knowing it. So I didn't finish the game. fucking blows. Yeah, that's got to be brutal. It sounds like you invested a, uh, several hours. I mean, that's I Sierra. There's Sierra for you. It wouldn't be a Sierra game if that didn't fucking happen. That's too funny. Uh, so I didn't finish the game. I did start another game, but won't get very far before your podcast plays. But I did enjoy it and would recommend it to other other adventure game fans. Uh, this game gets new game plus for me. Wow. Oops, sorry, wrong podcast. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll see. I'll see about playing along with the next game of the quarter if it's a PC game, uh, and we'll probably watch Let's Play if it's a console game. Okay, Other Beast. Cool. Yep. Thank you, Father Beast. Yeah, thank you very much. As always. Next one. This one comes in from Father Beast. He says, uh, this one is titled Vote for Game of the Quarter. So I think we're going to get our first vote. Jay, are you ready? Are you ready for this? Father Beast says, hi guys, Father Beast here. When Robert was talking about playing the demo of Secret of Monkey Island, it reminded me of an experience of my own. It was in 1995 and I was just starting... Being an over-the-road truck driver, and my partner was my trainer in the job. Wow. <clears throat> Excuse me. We arrived and delivered. We de we arrived and delivered early in the morning, and our reload was at the same location, but would not be ready until that evening. So I had the day off, so to speak. I looked in the local phone book and found out where a comic shop was and walked to it. While walking back, I saw a computer store and wandered in. They had a computer set up to play Transport Tycoon. Ooh, I've heard about that. I've, I've heard very good things about this game. <laughs> and I played that for a few hours before realizing I should head back to the truck. I did not buy the game then, as my wife and I didn't own a PC back then. We played on a Commodore 64, but it stayed in my memory. I got that game around 2000 and still have quite the affection for it. Wow. 
I even did a guest episode on the Upper Memory Block podcast covering that game. It's episode 106 of the Upper Memory Block. That's a, that's a very good podcast, by the way, Upper Memory Block podcast. On to the game of the quarter. I am voting for Elder Scrolls Arena. Let me write this down. All right, Jay, you keeping tabs? You remember what, what the count is now? Nope. One vote for Elder Scrolls Arena. Mm, it's too high for me, sorry. Okay. I picked it up for free when it was available, and I've been meaning to get to it for years. I would not be averse to any of the others except Double Dragon. I'm astonished that you guys didn't like Quest for Glory. Uh, Jay, I like it. He says, Jay, the description you give for answering the gargoyles' questions at the wizard's castle made me wonder if you were playing the same version as I was. The proper answer yeah. for what is your name is the name that you chose to give your character when you started the game. The third question was always, who are you trying to see, which is the name of the wizard whose castle this is. I guess you are supposed to know because of rumors in town. By any chance, were you playing the original instead of the VGA remake? It's possible. It's definitely possible. I actually don't remember now. I don't even remember. What the, I just remember, man, I don't remember what the line of questioning was from... Did you have to? Did you have to type in commands for it to do? No, no, no. Not that I remember, but I, I think know. I would remember that. Hold on. Did it look like I'm going to show you two pictures? You can tell. You should be able <laughs> uh, to tell. Picture one. Picture two. One, two. Take your time. <clears throat> did it look like this? Did this look like the game, or or did it look more like something like this? Uh, the first one. Okay, so you played the VGA. I guess you just uh, mm-hmm. you just totally ruined everything when you talked about it wrong. Not surprising, because I did that part <clears throat> several times to get through it. I'm surprised if I fucked that up that bad. Weird. Anyway. I had to do that part several times to get through it, like just sitting there spamming the options. Oh, you saying, Father, you calling our listener the wrong one now? Huh? What? You saying he's the wrong? He's he's wrong, not you? To be honest with you, I would probably assume I'm wrong before somebody else. <laughs> I'm just joking. I know. Um, anyway, so it seems like, yeah, you did play VGA. I don't know what the confusion is. Who cares? Who knows? Um, anyway, he says, after listening to responses, both on your, on your show and on the watch out for fireballs episode on quest for glory two, I realized that we could continue the adventure and just designate each summer's game of the quarter as being the next quest for glory game. The second game has the horrid text parser, but there is an unofficial VGA remake by a fan site, which brings it up to a point and click game. What do you guys think? We could have quest for glory summers until 2022. Well, we'll think we'll, we'll take it under consideration. We'll think about it. We'll think about it. We appreciate, we'll uh, we appreciate the, uh, the suggestion. So I have no opinion on PlayStation games coming on the classic. I never owned nor played a PlayStation and I can't think of some way to make fun, uh, to make fun of the top five this time. So I'm sitting this one out. Definitely waiting for the next episode. Father Beast. All right. Thank you, Father Beast. Once again. So now we have one vote, which is for uh, Elder Scrolls Arena. All right. This one comes from Charles. All right. Who is this from, sir? Charles. Charles says, Hey guys, I didn't write in last episode because I took a vacation with the family to Disney World and missed the deadline. Well, I hope you at least had a good time. Doesn't and really sound like a good excuse to me. 
Eh, it seems like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel like you could still write. I'm kidding. Yeah, um, I, I was so dead tired at the end of every day. I couldn't, ha I couldn't have been coherent anyway if I tried to compose an email after we got back to the hotel at night. Um, I recently finished up the main game content of Horizon Zero Dawn and stand by my prior recommendations of it. Ooh. It's a great ga uh, all-around game, and I can look forward to a sequel. I had the DLC, but haven't gotten deep into it. I started playing Far Cry 4, which is fun, and I bought Metal Gear Solid 5. Hell look yeah. forward to getting into it later. Um, I did play a classic game recently because it was free with the PS Plus Another World. Wait, PS PlayStation Plus, another world? I don't know what that um, is. You. Can you stop clicking on shit? <laughs> I was waiting for you to say something. <laughs> I, I, did, I did play a classic game recently because it was... Oh, no, no. He's saying... This is what he means. I did play a classic game recently because it was free with PS Plus. Another world. So the game is another world? The game is another world, yeah. Okay. Um, I originally played this game on the... Stop it! <laughs> I'm going to take it to my freaking own word, you jerk. <laughs> uh, uh, I originally played this game on the Super Nintendo, but it was titled out of the, it was titled Out of This World. Yeah, uh, it was ahead of its time in terms of cinematic gaming, but it's brutally hard. It's a platformer, but you have no instructions or perceivable goal. You're just a dude that gets dropped in in an alien world, and you have to escape. You get a laser gun and a companion. And you can die in many, many ways. I got up to about the farthest I ever made in the game, then died and started over back before a particularly hard section where you have to outrun a flood while jumping over some pits. Mechanics are not good, to say the least, and I got sick of trying and rage quit. Yeah, this game has some cool stuff about it, but it's one where you have to kind of guess what to do to not die in a lot of places. And uh, it's like, oh, you're supposed to do this. You didn't, Like, there's no real way to know what you know what the correct thing to do is and you just kind of have to a lot of it is literally trial and error um he said on to the list one problem i had with this list is that there are a large group of ps1 games robert i'm just stop. i'm highlighting the paragraph for you so you don't forget where you are you're a jackass uh, one problem I had with this list is that there's a large group of PS1 games I played but can't recall details from. There are see that that's the whole reason of doing this list though is because there's so many different games that I think a lot of people would enjoy playing. So yeah. Oh my God, he's bolding the lettering of the paragraph that <laughs> Just, I'm, I'm helping you. I know you guys you can't read. see this, but he's being a jackass. I'm helping you. Uh, God, that font is throwing me off. Actually, yeah, I'll change the font if it'll help. Oh my god, stop. Uh, there's a... Robert, I'm going to kill you. I'm never going to find your body. I hope you realize this. I just highlighted there. Alright. There, there, there are a lot in this category for me because I came along to the PS1 relatively near the end of its console generation. Maybe a year and a half before the PS2 release. So I didn't spend a lot of time with many of the games. Games in this category are games that I remember playing and enjoying, but no further details. Include Driver, Siphon Hell Filter. Yeah. Siphon Filter almost made my list. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Siphon. Yeah, what were we gonna say? Yeah, Siphon Filters. That's a fair. That's a fair uh, selection. Yeah, it's a ridiculous game, but yeah, there's there's some fun elements to it. Uh, Siphon Filter Two, Straight Fighter Alpha Three. Ooh, Bushido I didn't Blade. think about that one. Didn't we? Oh no, I guess we didn't. Okay. Nope. Uh, uh, Tenchu Assassin. Uh, Stealth right, Assassin. I almost put this on there. You skip Bushido Blade. 
Oh, I thought I said that. Bushido oh. Blade. I say, oh, I didn't uh, think about that one either. I haven't played it yet, but it, but I really want to. <clears throat> I played the demo a lot, actually. I'll enough. It was on one of the discs that I had. Um, a version or two of Madden and NCAA Football and NBA Live. Oddworld, which I think is Abe's Odyssey, right? If I'm not mistaken. The original Oddworld? Yeah, yeah. I don't think that one's Abe's Odyssey. I think it might be. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, you're right. Outworld okay. is, yeah, that's the awesome. original. Good one. Um, Soul Reaver and Chrono Cross. Anyway, here's my top five. Five, Star Wars Jedi Power Battles. Uh, there is no way this game will make the PS1 classic, and probably no one else will list it. I doubt I would find it enjoyable today, and I know I'd never buy it. Jesus, I like how you start with, uh, nobody wants this game. I don't want it, and, but I think it's just a little <laughs> It is moment. a terrible game, but I want it on there. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I doubt anybody would find it enjoyable today, and I know I would never buy it because I remember the box art, and it looked like licensed crap for parents who don't know any, any better to buy kids. That's okay. a really, really funny description, actually. Yeah. Um. But I remember really having fun with this game. It's the Star Wars game I remember playing where the lightsaber mechanics were fun and effective. There were combos, and you could block laser fire with your saber. It was basically a platformer slash beat-em-up where you play as a Jedi. And it was in the prequels, so you had much flashier lightsaber fighting than back in the original trilogy. Number four, Resident Evil 2. I'm not a big survival horror guy. This game, uh, this is the only game of that type I enjoyed. I like the puzzle elements, finding different items you needed to get past obstacles, and then the jump scares were great. I remember one in particular where you would walk into a hallway and suddenly zombie arms bust through the boarded up windows reaching for you. I like the scarcity of ammo. Uh, Actually, I do too, actually. uh, Which heightened the tension. I felt the puzzle elements felt like an old school PC game, like a point and click adventure. A friend of mine got so good at the game that he would play straight through while an audience watched like it was a horror game. <laughs> I mean, like a horror this, is, this is the type of game that I like to watch people play more than I like to play myself. Growing up, I agree with you, honestly. I was not real brave at games like this, but throughout the years, I really enjoy playing them now. Uh, let's see. Graham Turismo 2. <laughs> Number three, Graham Cracker Turismo 2. I pl- I'm just kidding. It's Gran Turismo 2. Uh, I played the hell out of this game. I got every license. I did marathon races. I did a 24-hour race, pausing my PS1 while I went to class and came back to the dorm later. I made my own soundtrack with Stone, Pe- Stone Temple Pilots, oh, Rob shit. Zombie, Guns N' Roses, Moby, Prodigy. My roommate wasn't into sports games at all, but I got him into GT2. The catalog of cars was ridiculous, like 600 different cars, and the customization of the cars was new to me. I don't really get into driving games now, but I love this one. That's exactly how I feel about Gran Turismo 3. No joke. That is my description of Gran Turismo 3. Cool. Uh, Number two, Metal Gear Solid. Of course, this will be on everyone's list. This game was so groundbreaking because of the cinematic nature of it. That opening where you have the credits popping up while the general gives gives your mission details and Snake is scuba diving into the outer heaven. And then the title pops up as you get on the elevator. The villains were awesome. In retrospect, I don't know how I figured out how to beat Psycho Mantis, but I remember doing it in my dark apartment alone. Uh, Revolver, <laughs> Revolver Ocelot was cool, and the fights with Sniper Wolf, so sad, crying emoji, and the big dude with the minigun and Ravens. What was his name? Raven Shaman? Oh, shit. I don't, Ooh. 
I don't. Remember. I think wait, wasn't his name just? I think wasn't his name Raven? I have no idea. Vulcan Raven. <laughs> Vulcan Raven. Uh, the story and immersion kept me hooked on this. And I don't even like stealth games. And honestly, the gameplay wasn't all that great. The shooting and targeting is shitty, as in every Metal Gear game I've played. And the stealth mechanics were simplistic to the point of stupid. <laughs> but, not, but nothing before had done that sort of storytelling in, a, in the video game medium. And number one, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. <laughs> My roommates and I spent hours playing this game. You could unlock Spider-Man as a skater. Even better, you could unlock Django Fett. I do remember this, actually. Wait, you on could unlock two Django you could? Fett from the... Say that again? You could do this on 2? Yeah, you can unlock Django Fett from the Star Wars prequels. He was awesome because he had a move that fired his jetpack, which would give you a huge boost up and let you extend a trick. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What? When did Star Wars 1 come out? 2000. It was in my old house. So 98, Okay, okay, this is 99. Yeah, okay. I didn't think this came out in time for him to be on there, but... Well, wait, wait, hold on a second. Star Wars 2 was the first one with Django. Was he not in the very first one? Even like Glimpse? You would probably know better than I would. I don't think so. Okay. I think he might, I, I could be wrong, but I'm, yeah, he was definitely not in the first, not in, not in one. And Star Wars Episode 2 did not come out until 2002? What's your, what's your problem here, I guess? I'm saying this game came out before Django Fett existed. Uh, yeah, Star Wars 2 came out in 2002. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 came out in 2000. I remember but, Django Fett... Hold on. Let's, but hold on. He could be in the game still, though. Let's, let's, okay, let's true. Um, but I don't think he probably was. Let's, let's Google this. Okay, Tony Hawk... I know he was in 4. Uh, very likely could have been in 3 as well. Uh, I think you might be right. Yeah, he was in four. Well, that doesn't. Uh, I saw that too, but that doesn't necessarily mean he was in. Django Fett is a secret character in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Four. Spider Man was available. Okay, so it looks like Django Fett was not, but Spider Man was. Yeah, Django Fett definitely was later. I remember it. it this one, according to You're the so wiki, funny. the Tony Hawk wiki, it says he was in four, which is yeah, that's that's exactly what I remember. Ah, Robert. Calling people out. Sorry, I just gotta just gotta set these fools straight. Sometimes, you know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I just like building characters in this. That was that was really fun. Oh yeah, that was, dude. I had <laughs> mine was just I made a fat guy with no with a white a plain white t shirt and no pants. That sounds about right. And he had like I think he had like a mask on, like a like just like a regular like a metal mask that just made him look like a some sort of like BDSM dude. That's funny. And kind of creepy. Yeah. Uh, uh, the soundtrack was great with Motley Crue, ACDC, and some 80s rap. Uh, the open world levels were great, where you could wander around just tricking off of anything and unlock and unlocking different stuff. Uh, my roommates and I joked that we began to see everything in the real world in terms of chaining Tony Hawk moves, i.e. driving down the road and spotting power lines to grind on to get up to the top of a building and manual across that sidewalk, etc. I didn't like the, the later games of Tony Hawk series, started going all Bam Margera with stupid gross-out jokes and pranks and stuff, but this one was a ton of fun, and we played it a lot. Um, that's my top five. Keep up the good work. I really enjoy the podcast. Charles. Awesome. Thanks, Charles. Yeah, thank you for the email. Awesome. Okay. 
This one is from uh, Scott. The subject line says Gabriel Knight. And the body says, is my vote. Thank you, Scott. So, we got one for Elder Scrolls, one for Gabriel Knight. Next up, from Andrew. I'll take this one since you got, you got, I don't want to give, I don't want to keep you too busy over there. The uh, subject line says 88 with an exclamation mark. He says, greetings, my dear friends of the classicals. That email title, that email title is a reference to the game I'm going to vote for, regardless of the fact that I played it multiple times as a kid. There are several things I've forgotten as time has gone on, so this will be good encouragement to take a refresher course via playthrough. So with no, with no further ado, the voting. You ready for this? You ready for this? Okay. Star Wars Jedi Knight Dark Forces 2. Ooh. All right. So far, we have three votes, all for different games. And top five games that I would like to see on the PS Classic, which I'm stoked for as it was my first console after owning several iterations of the Game Boy uh, over the years. Number one, Driver 2. This game frustrated me to no end, but also gratified more than any other driving game my sense of accomplishment after finally beating those other lousy drivers. The story was great, and the rivalry with Jericho really struck a nerve as you tried to catch up with him and beat him at his game. Just a great game that I wish I had more time to go into detail about. Number two, you'll like this one, Jay. Dino Crisis. Yay. Wow. First thriller game, first thriller type game I played, and it was incredible. The premise of dinos is kind of corny. Or I don't think that's corny. Dinos are awesome. Or whatevs, but this game had great code-breaking puzzles and strategic weapon upgrading and use mechanisms that were so satisfying. And the jump scares are pretty authentic, next to a bunch of anxiety-inducing walks through abandoned science labs. Number three, Final Fantasy VIII. Oh, <laughs> how dare you, my friend. He says, I know, you all hate it. I want to play again to see how I feel nowadays. It is pretty okay. much guaranteed to not be on there, seeing as Squaresoft or whatever they are called now don't even talk about that game. But I loved junctioning skills to stats and individual weapon upgrading and enhancing as opposed to weapon trading. Number four, Tony Hawk Pro Skater. The, the first one, I assume. Need I say more? I feel like this is guaranteed to be on the console. If you've never played it, you're dumb. Just kidding, but go play now on whatever contraption you must use. Just pure fun. And number five, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Underrated adventure game here. This was this was a this really was a pretty cool game. It wasn't fast paced like a lot of Star Wars games have become. It had a heavy explore and problem solving element that made it very enjoyable for someone like me who enjoys taking time to make decisions and figure out puzzles. Definitely want to play this again at some point. Keeping this email slightly brief, I will talk more extensively on some of the topics the past couple episodes have featured sometime soon, but I just don't have time to figure to I, I just don't have time slash forget to use my downtime to send my fave gamer peeps an email. Talk soon. Keep it swanky, Andrew. Swanky. <clears throat> uh thank you, Andrew. Thank you for the email. All right, Chase the Night Cleaner coming in hot. And uh, I'm going to... Actually, let me let me see something. 
real quick. Um, I might read his and leave you the long ones. Actually, the, the, the rest of them aren't too long, aren't too crazy long. So we'll just go back and forth. Um, so you can read Chase and Night Cleaners. Nice. Always an honor. Subject line, short time frame email. All right. Uh, Chase says, hey, folks, Chase the Night Cleaner with a down to the, down to the wire email. Uh, for this game of the quarter, I would say either Giant Citizen or Wing Commander. Jesus, sorry. Uh, but I'd really like to play Wing Commander, so maybe that one. All right. Uh, my Another vote for yet a different game. <laughs> Make it really interesting. Uh, my unrealistic games to be on PS Classic are in no numerical order. Number one. I'm kidding. Uh, the first one is Final Fantasy Tactics. Obviously. Come on, guys. Obviously. Uh, number two. Suikoden 2. Oh, shit. I should have had that on mine. Dang. What would you swap out for it, though? I would swap out... What was my list? Any? Th- oh, man. Anything... I would swap out really any... I mean, I would put it at number five or... Maybe even four. Probably five or four, and then move everything else up. Okay. It would, it would knock off uh, number th- it would knock off Vagrant Story and Resident Evil would oh, probably go to five and this would be you. number four. How dare you, my friend? Well, what's a better game? So Number three. Rival Schools United by Fate. I actually don't know what this game is, do you? I have never heard of this. Alright. Number four, Resident Evil Two. Yep, we talked about this. And number one, Monster Rancher 2. I actually didn't know Monster Rancher 4 PS1. That's funny. Um, now for the question of the day. Rival one Schools, in- sorry, Rival Schools United by Fate is a, it looks like it's a fighting game. Yeah. It like takes place in a school. That's always healthy. And it's like, I'm looking at it, it's like a, looks like a gym teacher fighting a student for one of the fights, for example. Oh. Back all those memories, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, go on. Oh, you're good. Uh, now for the question of the day. What is one throwaway phrase that other people use that kind of bugs you? You know those things folks sometimes say uh, that feel out of place or off? Or better yet, what is one ridiculous piece of game dialogue that you can't get out of your head? Ooh, let's, let's break this Wait, down. Wait, hold so on a second. One. Those are two very different things. I agree. That's what I was going to say. Let's break it down piece by piece. So the first one, what is a phrase people say that bugs me? I need a second. Tough. I, I don't really have any that I can think of. I might think of one here in a minute. But I know one that I say that drives people, not people nuts, but drives specific people nuts is not going to lie. <laughs> you do really say that. Only, I never noticed that. But you do say that. Right. Well, it's a really. It's not like I'm not the first person to say it. It's not no. unique, but yeah, it does bother some people, and it always kind of blows my mind because I'm just like, what? <laughs> Apparently, people like think it sets up for you to tell a lie. I I'm do. Like, I I okay. am one of those people who does get annoyed by use of the word literally when you don't mean that when you don't mean literally. So. Do you know what's interesting is I read that, and Lisa and I have talked about this a bunch of different times, that the uh, definition of the word has actually changed to help accommodate it has, people are using it. And that's, that's true. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. That's okay. that's true. But it still bothers me. I am over it because I, I use it incorrectly. <laughs> you almost said it. You almost said it. I literally <laughs> use it all the time. Yeah. 
that that does still bother me. Even though, yes, you're exactly right, but still, I think is a. Travesty. Oh, I got one. Uh, when people, it's not really a phrase, but it's a word. It's a term. It's when people say people who don't like to be in social situations is antisocial. Antisocial uh, okay. implies like. Do, do you know this? Uh, know yeah, this yeah, 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 yeah. No, go ahead. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, antisocial is like people who do things that are considered not norms in society. So people who are do arson would be antisocial tendencies. People who aren't comfortable in social social situations, it's called asocial. It doesn't necessarily bother me, but I guess that's kind of the closest thing to it. Like it's just I kind you. of an interesting thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there are. I'll think of thirty of them when I'm laying in bed tonight, falling asleep. Oh like, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh goddamn it. What is one really ridiculous piece of game dialogue that you can't get out of your head? Um, I don't know if there's any that I can't get out of my head, but two ridiculous pieces of game dialogue. I'll say three that come to mind that if you ask me about ridiculous game dialogue, three that instantly come to my head are, uh, of course, all your base are belong to us. Um, the, the message that you get when you, and I have never even, uh, I've only played this game a tiny bit. I've definitely never beaten it, but I've seen it in plenty of videos and screenshots and stuff. If you beat pro wrestling for NES, it says a winner is you. <laughs> what? Cause the translation was so fucked. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that's, that's probably my favorite. But then of course there's the classic. From uh from Metal Gear Solid One, do you think love can bloom even on the battlefield? <laughs> Jesus, that's <laughs> uh, the only one I can think of is um Star Fox, do a barrel roll. That's like the that's the oh only that okay, that's a good one. Son of a submarine comes to mind right off the bat, but '90s Japanese games had so many gems. Son of a submarine, I'm going to use that. That's hilarious. Uh, son of a submariner, it looks like. Oh. But, but still, I don't know what that. Oh, I don't know what this quote is from. Uh, keeping it short today. Hope the show is going well. And thanks as always for this section, for doing what you do. Talk again soon. Cheers, Chase, the night cleaner. Thank you, Thank Chase. you Chase. Oh, you know, there's another one. <laughs> Resident Evil. You were almost a Jill sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. That's that's one of that's one of the that's one of the all time greats. <laughs> okay sorry i just cracked myself up a little bit all right next one from jonathan jonathan says uh subject line is hi jay and rob you guys rock nice and not Finally. only not only yeah not only did he write that but he wrote rock in all caps and put an exclamation mark dang you that means it has to be true you can't do that unless it's true i know jonathan says all right ladies and gents it's been a long week so short and sweet my vote for game of the quarter from Rob's list of games is a million dots. Honey pop. Okay. Just <laughs> wait kidding. a minute. Wait a minute. I'm writing it down. Robert. Delete that shit. This instant. He says, okay, just kidding. Rob told us to make the right choice during the last episode. My guess then is that he wants us to pick sins of the fathers. Sorry, Rob, not my cup of tea. Let's go with giant citizen. Computer. <laughs> Now we have five games with one vote each. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. 
Uh, top five. Man, talk about a hard list. Okay, so I'm doing two lists. A tough one. The first is what I think will actually make it on the classic. I'm sure these have all been mentioned or everyone knows the gist, so no no explanations needed. Five, Crash Bandicoot. Four, Spyro. Three, uh, Tony Hawk 2. Two, Metal Gear Solid. One, Resident Evil 2. Wow, no seven, no tactics. That's the list of things he thinks. Well, seven wasn't allowed to be on there. Oh, okay, I guess that's true. The second list is what I actually <clears throat> is what I actually want on the classic. Again, there are many favorites that could not make it. The system parallels the SNES as far as nostalgia goes. Number five, Swicket in two. Very nice. I'm, I'm so sad that I missed that one. The series caught stride with this entry, and it is a classic hybrid of role playing slash strategy. Number four, Legend of Mana. Easily my favorite of the Mana series. If you haven't played it, you need to. Number three, Monster Rancher. Again, the nostalgia. We discussed the CD feature already. Number two, Tomba 2. A quirky, mm. strange game, but a fun way to kill really time, too. I have to look this up. Tomba? Interesting. Yeah, it's supposed to be a really good game. I watched... Oh, man, there's a classic of this guy speedrunning it uh, during one of the GDQs. Cool. All right. And number one, Twisted Metal 2. He says, God, I really hope they put this game on the system. I mean, they have to, right? I kind of think they do. I would think so. Yeah, I really think they do have to. Honorable mentions. Of course, Final Fantasy Tactics and Final Fantasy IX. Oh, and and wouldn't wouldn't it be hilarious if they had uh, Final Fantasy Chronicles on the system? That would really stick it to Nintendo to have two of the most popular SNES RPGs on the PS Classic instead of the SNES Mini. Ouch. <clears throat> what if they had the remake of Chrono Trigger <laughs> on there? That would be really funny, actually. Uh, is there a game limit that has been discussed? In other words, $100 is kind of rich, but what if they had 100 games? I mean, why not? I don't know what he's talking about. Limited number of games that are on the system, I think. Oh, they've said there's going to be 20. So, Yes. One last thing, Father Beast mentioned a Diablo boss with a fighting move that was killer. So another top five idea, you guessed it, top five best slash worst classic boss moves. Peace. Uh, I'll write it down. I'll, I'll, I'll put it in our, in the old top five wallet. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> All right. Thank you, uh, Jonathan, as always. Last one comes from Steve. Let's see if he breaks <laughs> the tie <coughs> or <coughs> adds the one single remaining game that has not been voted for yet. Um, This is turning out to be kind of hilarious. I like it. I do too. All right. Here you go. This is from Steve. You're making me read it. Right. Let's see. Do, 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 do. Uh, Steve says, Hi, Rob and Jay. Nice, I got mentioned. Uh, thank you for putting together a great podcast. I recently discovered your podcast and have been working my way through the earlier episodes. Oh, cool. Listening to your podcast on the way to and from work makes the drive much more enjoyable. So thank you again for taking the time to do this. 
we can all enjoy. And thank you very much. I mean, in honesty, I listen to a lot of different things when I'm driving to work. So I completely understand where you're coming from on that. And it would be a much more uh, frustrating, difficult ride if I didn't have stuff to listen to. So completely understand. How, that how long do you drive to work? Oh, it's only like 45 minutes. It's not bad. Holy shit. 45 minutes? In traffic. If, if if there's no traffic, I can make it there. Like the fastest I've made is like 25 minutes, but traffic is fucking brutal here. That's and a little bit of a, a lot of people keep moving in. It's really, really annoying. It's they, they keep adding more people, but no infrastructure. It's just, a that's kind of how it is here in Birmingham. Concept. They're fixing to, they are fixing to, uh, to fix up some of the roads, like to change them up. It's going to mm-hmm. be a disaster when they do, um, you know, for the time. Oh yeah. Takes, for like a year like, it takes them to do it. Yeah, exactly. But man, God. There is, yeah. The, honestly, here, I guess it's. I say, I act surprised, but really, it's it is very much the same now that I think about it. Yeah. Steve goes on to say, "I think you talked about playing a few games for your upcoming game of the quarter, and one of those is Double Dragon. My vote is for you to play Double <laughs> Dragon. Here's why. We did not plan this. I promise everyone. <laughs> this is the last email too. <laughs> oh, this is perfect. I love oh it." God exactly one vote for every game <laughs> that is too funny <laughs> okay uh he says and here's why uh as both of you know it's pretty hard to be able to beat any game in an arcade on a single quarter however my friends and i figured out a sure way to beat the entire game on a quarter wow this this is pre-internet as well so it wasn't easy to figure out the game's flaws like this there's actually only two hard parts of the game using our system. The little river you have to jump over early in the game and the spheres that come down from the wall near the end of the game. Once we figured this out, we were able to constantly beat the game and it was great fun when you'd find a double dragon arcade somewhere and be able to bet anyone around that you could beat the game with a single credit. That's most awesome. Thought, I actually didn't know about this. That's actually super cool. Uh, most people thought you were crazy and were happy to bet you couldn't beat it. Not sure if you want to hear the trick, as it might spoil the game for you, but I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere. Spoiler alert. All right, so spoilers. Practice. Hold on. Spoilers if you don't want to listen to this dragon, uh, double dragon hot strats. I'd be very surprised if people were upset about this, because it's kind of interesting to me. Me too. Uh, spoiler alert. If you practice the elbow move, you can beat the entire game no problem. So as long as you can time that jump over the pesky river and move quickly through those spears. Uh, so just I think the they fixed... elbow, you just use the elbow all the time? I guess. Okay. I think they fixed this flaw with Double Dragon 2, by the way. Not sure if they also fixed this for any console or emulation game ports. Wow. Oh, okay, so he's not sure if it's the same on the NES version, but for arcade. That's crazy. That's so funny. Awesome. Thank you for the email. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, everybody who wrote in. <laughs> All right, so we have... One vote for Elder Scrolls Arena. One vote for Gabriel Knight. One vote for Star Wars Jedi Knight. One vote for Wing Commander Armada, one vote for Giant Citizens Kabuto, and one vote for Double Dragon. So what do we do? We just ask You're, for well, one you are you are the tiebreaker. Oh no. So you pick out of, Oh Jesus. Normally you would pick out of, you know, the two or three games that, that were tied, but in this case all six of them are tied. So you just straight up get to pick. Alright, pop paste out the list for me again so I can take a peek. Alright. Oh my god. The, uh, Great, I'm about to make five enemies and one friend. I know nothing about some of these games. I kind of want to pick one that I know nothing about. Uh, I'm do, you want, do, you want, between... do you want some input? Or do you want to just purely take this on your own? I would like some input. Because I don't want to pick something we're both going to hate. <clears throat> okay. I think 
that Elder Scrolls is going to be really rough. Why? I don't know. I just do. Because the first okay. Fallout is really, really rough. And I know that they... I, well, I don't believe that they were made by the same people back at the time. But I don't know. For something, something just tells me. I just have this feeling that Elder Scrolls is going to be rough. Um, <laughs> Wing Commander Armada, I don't think you're going to love. Although it would be very... It would be different for you. Because you haven't played like a sim, like a space combat sim. Correct. You, you really, really do need a joystick, though, if you want to go this route. Yeah, that's probably not going to happen then. So that's, yeah, I didn't think so. So there's that. Um, what is Giant Citizens Kabuto? I don't know. I know that it's very, a lot of people like it. It's <laughs> like a, uh, it's a third person style adventure game. It's very linear. It's like action. That's what I'm kind of leaning towards. It's like an action adventure type. You know, it's like kind of like a standard action adventure game, 3D third person, very linear. Um, Gabriel Knight is a point and click. Star Wars Jedi Knight is a really good uh, Star Wars FPS. And of course, you know Double Dragon. Uh, I'm between Jedi Knight and Giant Citizen Kabuto. If it was me. I would go for Jedi Knight, but this is you. But you've played it? Yes. Interesting. Let's go with Giant Citizen Kabuto. Okay. Good there it is. There it is. Hopefully it's good. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. I like it. I like it. No hesitation there. You're just, you're just calling it like it is. Do what I can, Robert. Um, and this is also uh, available on consoles. I'll look it up real quick. Here, in case you're interested, <clears throat> here's the, wiki page, the Wikipedia page. Giant Citizen Kabuto, it was originally released for PC. It's also on uh, PS2. And that's it. PC and PS2. Also, it was available on Mac OS X, but basically, Windows and PS2. Okay. So, uh, so, there we have it. Our next game of the quarter is Giant's Citizen Kabuto. Uh, I do know that this is on GOG. Uh, again, it's also on PlayStation 2. Um, I don't think it's on Steam, but it might be. And uh, yeah, there we go. So we will discuss this game at the end of December. Um, I don't know exactly when that's going to be. It, I, actually, realistically, it'll probably be more like mid-September, uh, mid-December, right? Because at the end of December, we're probably not going to be recording any episodes because we're going to be doing family holidays. stuff and yeah, holiday yeah. shit. So. I'm going to say, so I'm looking at the dates right now. It's probably going to be something like December 7th, 14th, or 21st. Okay. Pro- probably more likely 7th or 14th, I would think. But uh, we'll, 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 we'll figure that out when we get closer. But Giant Citizen Kabuto is the game that we'll be playing. And uh, we'll be so, Don't hate me. Huh? I was just talking to everybody. Don't hate me. Uh, I don't think they will. A lot of people really like this game. I know very little about it besides the fact that a lot of people really like it. And um, with that, we'll jump into real quick. We'll wrap it up with this current gaming subcast. You got anything? No, actually. I, I, damn, I never play anything. What the shit? You play stuff. I guess. I, no, I'm not. <laughs> I, I stopped playing WoW. Uh, oh, did or, you? Wow, you retail really? WoW. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just it's just okay. Um, 
Jesus. No. No, nothing. Literally nothing. That's crazy. What am I doing with my free time? <laughs> I uh I finally finished Middle Gear Solid 5. Hmm. <laughs> it's I really, really enjoyed it. It was a very, very fun game. Um I would not have beaten it if I didn't enjoy it because my final playtime was eighty six hours. Holy shit. And um yeah, that says it all because I wouldn't have gotten a quarter of the way through that if I wasn't really enjoying it. You said eighty six hours? Yes. Jesus, I can't tell you the last game that I spent that much time on outside of MMOs. That's crazy. I spent about that like almost I spent very close to that. It was somewhere in the eighties on uh Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Did you not? Sorry, it was lag. You lagged for a second. I spent like almost the, the exact same amount of time on Breath of the Wild. Uh, I'm probably up there. I would say I'm at least the tens of hours. I, I I haven't beat that game. I played it a ton, but I haven't. I don't think I have played it quite that much yet. Okay. Well, anyway, great game though. Yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed Metal Gear Solid Five. I do agree with everybody that it's in many ways, really not a Metal Gear Solid game. It's It does have a lot of the crazy, silly stuff that the other games have, but it it's much sparser this time around. Mm. And um, it, it, what it feels like is that somebody gave the Metal Gear Solid license to Rockstar to make a game. Because this that kind of turns me on, actually. Yeah, you probably like it, really. It's because it's very open world. It's, it's you know, it's 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 really Rockstar style with open. It's open world with with missions to, that you can do. So if you want to go do a mission, go do a mission. If you want to roam around, go roam around. If you want to do a you know a side mission, then do it. Then go do a side mission. Uh, it still does have plenty of weird and crazy stuff, but again, it's a lot of it is much more straightforward and it's not chock full with tons of like what the fuck is this going on now type of stuff. It does have, again, it does have a lot of that, but it's not like on every single turn of the game, like, like most of the Metal Gear Solid games are. Um, gotcha. Yeah. I don't, it's got, it's got like some base building elements too, which are really cool. It's got kind of progression where you have to do research to get better weapons and things like it that. Um, it I is. I over that concept after for Fallout 4. <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> the whole base building thing is exciting at first, but then you really start doing it and you're like, all right, this is just a big grind fest. Well, okay, let me, this, the, I didn't play Fallout 4, but my, inter, from what I've seen of Fallout 4's base building, this is a very different type of base building. This is more like, okay, hit this button to upgrade this section and now you get okay. more, you get more people to do this or like upgrade this and now you get more resources or upgrade this and now you gotcha. have better uh, you have you have a better development team. It's you're not you're you're not physically building a base around you. You're saying, yeah, I want to upgrade this or that. Yeah, that um, sounds a little bit better. You also like can capture guys to, uh, and you have to capture guys to uh to kind of like join. Whatever, if you capture somebody, then they'll event, you'll you have then they send them to basically like a jail, and eventually that you can eventually you convince them to join you. It just happens automatically. So you kind of build up this uh, sort of like your own army of people that you've captured on the battlefield. That's pretty fun. It's fun with the Fulton extraction watching them because you uh, attach a thing that turns into a giant uh, parachute that like that shoots up in the air, 
with the person strapped to him. And it's very fun to watch all the time. And eventually you can do it with tanks and stuff also, which is fun. Um, yeah, I'm like five years late. I'm playing this game, but, uh, it, but I had a, I had a ton of fun playing it. So if you, if you're like me and you somehow haven't gotten around to Metal Gear Solid five, I, I would, would definitely recommend it, even though it has a uh, significantly different feel from all the other uh, Metal Gear Solid games. And uh, that's pretty... Oh, you know what else? You know what I've been playing lately? Is <laughs> Overwatch. I saw you playing it the other day. I was going to ask you about Did that. You? <laughs> yeah, I don't... I just like randomly... I just needed something like quick that I didn't have to put much thought into. You know, just like something a little bit twitchy. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a little Overwatch, I think. And um, I've been playing like 30 minutes to an hour a day for the past like week or so. It's kind of, I don't, I think when I, when I, when I stopped playing, it was before any of the new characters had been released. And so now there's four or five or I think there's about five new characters. Yeah. You're in the same boat as me. Yeah. That I had never played before. So I'm kind of experimenting with those a little bit and playing around with those. And, uh, it's, it's, I wouldn't say I'm like back hooked on it or anything, but I'm definitely having a lot of fun. I'm having, it, it is fun to return to it. I don't play first person shooters a whole bunch, but right yeah, now. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I never really thought about that, but you are the same way, aren't you? I, but I, I, um, for a first-person shooter, I'm having a lot of fun with this. I'm now that I have like this sort of FPS itch a little bit. I'm having fun playing it, and uh, it's it's it really I it it holds up pretty well. I mean, I know it's not old, but oh yeah, but uh, it, it's it's a game that I feel like has a lot of uh, it has a good long longevity to it. I think. Cool. All right, that's it for this episode number 114 of the Classic Gaming Podcast. Once again, our next game of the quarter, which we'll play sometime in December, is Giants Citizen Kabuto. Um, Leave us sick reviews on iTunes. Tell all your friends to listen to us. Send us email, mail at classicgamingpodcast.com. You can tell us about, you can talk to us about whatever you feel like talking to us about. Um, And if you want to tell us your top fives, our next top five list is top five slim sim slash management games. Uh, follow us at Class Gamecast at Glass. All right, let's try this again. Wow. At Class Games Cast. I'm at King Octavius. Jay, anything else? Anything else to add? I don't think that's it, my friend. All right. Well, in that case, I'm going to go to bed. And we will see you guys in, I don't know, two and a half, two weeks. I don't know. I don't know when we're going to see you guys next because we're off our schedule. So we'll see y'all sometime. That sounds about right.